Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And joining me once again is the Commissioner Jude Seymour and the Chief Inspector, Brendan McAlinden. And fellas, before we get to your hellos, I just want to spend send a special thank you to Humphrey Cavendish and Jack Valor for <laughs> helping us out last week. Um... You know, Humphrey is, is a is a Protestant, and Jack is is, is actually a Buddhist. Uh, so I want to thank them for taking the time during Holy Week uh, and, and help us out. So, how you guys doing? I was I was enjoy I uh, despite the feedback on the website, I enjoyed uh, both gentlemen coming back and doing a twenty minute pod for us. That was it's quite entertaining, and I hope to hear them sometime in the future. I'm just surprised he didn't come to blows by the end. I thought, I mean, I thought something was going down there for a minute. I mean, for a minute. So pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure if, if Jack got his hands on, on old Humphrey, it, it wouldn't end well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they will, they, they will definitely be back, uh, at some point during this off season. Um, this, despite the website, uh, hatred, uh, downloads and uh, a few other things say otherwise. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting indeed. Oh man. I don't even, before we start, let me just say 
We did not mean to make a six and a half hour podcast. That is Notre Dame's fault. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, and man. Whether or not we fit six and a half hours into two hours or six and a half hours, I don't know. But there is a ton of meat on this bone that just just kept materializing. I like guess this has been. It is the the best way I can describe it. It is like one of those giant lamb meat sticks that they have at a Greek restaurant where they just which are shave delicious. Off, just shave off the meat with the electric uh, meat slicer and drop it right down onto the. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about a lamb top. pop. You're talking about talking about what we're shaving down for a gyro. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Oh, I'm down with that. Just an inordinate amount of meat uh, to be shaved this evening. It's, I mean, Jude, you were you were in the news business. I mean, it felt like they spent all week, really just the beginning. I mean, just the, the this half of the week, like dumping everything out like it was going out of like, style. Yeah, I mean, just like I, I there because there are some very. I mean, we're gonna. I mean, we are gonna. You know get to it besides talking about how much there is, but there's just a lot. Like there's a, a crazy amount. Like how was this not, you know, we spent a, a podcast talking about how shitty they rolled out the Tennessee state game, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, mm-hmm. how much we thought they fuck, you know, mucked that up. And in a way, I think they kind of mucked up this week because it's just too much. And I mean, some of it is not their fault. And some of it, it just doesn't matter, but I'm just saying there's just you could have thinking to spread this out for more PR goodwill, but are you saying Katie Lonergan did not push Tyler Buckner down the stairs, causing him to sprain his ankle? Look, I'm not gonna say that she <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is they're very protective of uh right now of anyone having any film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, We'll, we'll get to we'll get to Buckner. This I is like that that Wu Tang album there. that uh, Martin Scarelli only had, that had for a while, and then got seized yeah, by the, the government. Well, there was uh, the 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 White House had it, right? Yeah, oh, I have the a White theory. House. Huh? Okay, I have it. We'll get to, we'll get to all that. Uh, but before we do, uh, we got to get this out of the way before uh, we get any farther. Just a reminder, everybody out there, please get over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, any review that you leave. We will read on the next OFD podcast. Brendan, what, what kind of spe- – is there a special rating that we're looking for here? Uh, yeah, man. I believe – and correct me if I'm wrong, but we are looking for those earned Jeremiah Wusu Kormo five stars. Absolutely. And I got one for us tonight. Um, and because the, the, the full title of what they have always gets cut off on an iPhone, which is quite ironic considering it's the Apple podcast app. Uh, this is from Goldie Matlana uh, with the title JOK earned five star Kyron Willia ellipses. Uh, so <laughs> whatever he was going to say about Kyron Williams uh, is for the earth uh, goes. I just got a new job that came with a work phone. The first thing I'm doing is subscribing and leaving my second review. Off season question for you guys. First of all, before I go any farther, that is bravo. Fucking bravo to you, <laughs> Goldie, Matlana. Everybody out there should be doing that. You should be taking your work phones and downloading this podcast. You should be taking your mother's phone and downloading it. Your enemies. Whatever you got to do to get us more downloads, fucking do it. 
so bravo to you, Goldie. Bravo. Uh, it says, off-season question for you guys. What are your top three auxiliary changes you'd like to see Marcus Freeman and Savvy Jack make to the program? Oh, my God. This whole fucking question. This is a big question. Uh, <laughs> a Clemson my, slide. Well, look, listen. He's got mine. <laughs> Clemson slide for sure. Mine are listed below. Keep up the great work, fellas. He says... He like to switch to green as the main color for uniforms. Yes. Love to see Irish wear green, take over a set of away games Two, update the mascot, either keep the current leprechaun and give them clash more Mike as a sidekick or give me a, a mascot that can go toe to toe with Sparty. Huh? Uh, three dump under armor and go with Adidas uh, slash Yeezy Nike would work <laughs> too, but it's played out. The old, the old school leaf logo would look great on the unis and the players would love having Notre Dame exclusive Yeezys. Uh, first of all, I think number one, I, I got all sorts of auxiliary changes. So I'm just, I'm just going to comment on, on these. Cause actually I think these are, these would be three of my, like at least top 10, you know, things that, uh, that I would address. It's yeah. Just go to green full time for the hell of it. Who cares? Tradition is, is a social construct, especially when it comes to Notre Dame football. It is not what you think it is. And I mean, it was Frank again. Is Frank Leahy not a part of Notre Dame tradition? They were green through the last years. So I don't, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, would you be, would you really be taken aback if Notre Dame was like, you know what? We're going to go all green with, we're going to go all in on green this season. No, I'd be I fine would, with it. I'd be fine with it. As long as you, you did the thing where you rolled it out correctly Right. You, you talk about you could do Dan Devine. You could talk about Frank Leahy. There's a lot of different ways that you could you could. Yeah, just don't 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 say it reminds us of the, the way that the Chicago River has died on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day or something. <laughs> Dude, that that is that isn't a subtle jab at the uh, Shamrock Series uniforms. It wasn't very subtle, but yes, it was a jab. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. You'll think you'll find all three of us are, are are really okay with that. I mean, they could do it for like the next four seasons, and I I would be perfectly fine with it. Do not care. Uh, other than the fact that I would like to see it, sure. Under the mascot, like I don't like the like I understand why people think this like Sparty is cool because it's just a, such a huge character caricature. But I mean, the only really update that I want is Clashmore Mike. Bring him back. There's no reason not to. Everybody loves a dog. I mean, the leprechaun can, you can handle them. I mean, get five clash more mics. How many leprechauns do we have? Three, three, right? Got like a, a main and a couple auxiliaries. Get three clash more mics. I just don't want clash more Mike to take a huge shit during a game where, where <laughs> we blow a 20 point lead. So. I've, uh, <laughs> I mean, as a blogger, Jude, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, there, have I ever told the story about, uh, my high school football team? Uh, they, the band was the reason why people would show up to the high school games. Cause the football team was always dreadful. And, uh, one year the, the Dexter equestrian team won the state title. So at the halftime of homecoming, they brought the equestrian team out on their horses, uh, onto the field to, to honor the, the, the state champion equestrian team. 
And at halftime of this football game of of homecoming, the horses just shit all over the field. And then the players had to come out in the second. And it's grass, right? And the players had to come out in the second half and play in this shit-covered field. They picked up some of it. (laughs) But, like, those horses were pissing and shitting everywhere on the field. And we're just cracking up. (laughs) You went to Dexter? Yeah, Dexter. (laughs) I got a a 1990, like – Dexter State Champion swimming and diving sh- sweatshirt. In fact, I have a pic- a picture of me somewhere here in my office wearing that thing. I don't even know where that came from. The dreadnoughts, man. <laughs> uh, Question for you, Brendan. What what uh, band did you? What instruments did you play in the band? I did not play a uh, band outside of the required middle school uh, middle Recorder. school offering, and it was hmm. the clarinet. Clarinet. All right, I was trombone in, in the middle in the middle school, but I also did not play it outside the requirement. See, I never had that requirement, and like as a kid, I like I snuck. I wanted to play the a friend of mine played the cello, and I went to like one of his uh, practice, like this first practice or whatever. Uh, but they told me I was too poor to play the cello. So. Yeah, it's an expensive instrument. My, and my cousin, parents, uh, my parents cousin played play the cello. cello. She was good at it. It's a dope instrument. I I fuck I love the cello I yeah. absolutely adore it so uh, but you can't be poor uh, <laughs> not not playing the cello no <laughs> play the cello apparently um, let's see and then number three the dump Under Armour go with Adidas or Nike here's, here's my thing with it I think that uh, Adidas uniforms football uniforms are the worst in college athletics that sort of like stickery shininess of the numbers and just like the auxiliary shit that they put on the uniforms. Like Louisville's uniforms are disgusting looking. And but I those hate, wings that they had on Notre Dame's uniforms. Awful. Were, uh, yeah, that was bad. But I will say Their that shoes. I have a Notre Dame I have Notre Dame track pants. I have a Notre Dame hoodie with the Adidas with the three stripes on the arms. Uh, the Adidas like fan apparel is significantly better than um, what they sell in the. But it uh, wasn't the when they were. With and Notre I say Dame. sell because the stuff that Marcus Freeman's been, you know, rolling out recently. It's been hot fire, but you can't. Oh get my it, right? god, it's been hot yeah. fire. I, I'm, I'm I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Uh, Under Armour is not fucking returning any of my phone calls. I'm gonna try to go through their PR people uh, that I did some stuff with. I'm fu- I'm fuck. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this shit. Yeah, I want I, them so I, bad. I, I want them so bad. Anytime I put up a new pick, that's all people talk about is the is the Under Armour gear. I'm like, man, how are they? You guys are struggling here. And this strike while the the iron is hot. I, no doubt, no doubt. So I would I gotta get I gotta get on that and uh, and I'll double I'll double my efforts to find out what the hell's going on. There's no way that's gonna be just team issued. I firmly believe it's gonna be in the the catalogs that come in the summer. Yeah. The but, fact that they don't have them ready for when everybody descends this this spring for the spring game to buy our shitty shirts and watch the game, like uh, you, like you, like me, I, we will be we will be buying the shirts on uh, on Saturday. Well, yeah, Adidas when, when Notre Dame had Adidas, all the Adidas Notre Dame gear was shit. Was absolutely sucked. It was terrible. Like the shirts, the the armholes were like the size of fucking the grand canyon they they were like half as i mean there was no length to, to i mean i like who was wearing these things no. like, i could never figure it out they just it fit terribly i think under armor's 
clothes are fantastic. It's the shoes that are the real issue. Uh, overall, like the ankle can, breakers. Yeah. Yeah. The ankle breakers. I mean, you gotta, I always see Tyler in a pair of new balances though. Oh yeah. From what I remember, I, I wonder if it, this is a new balance thing, Boston college, you bastards. Uh, but this is Phil Jerkovic's monkey paw right here. But, yeah, I know shit, but I will say the idea of the old school leaf as the, as like the brand for Notre Dame, instead of just a regular Adidas, like the old school leaf that does hold. I never, I never thought about that until that's now. what they had on the under the lights. That looks dope. Uniform. They had yes, the old exactly. leaf on the under the lights, but I never thought about it being like the full time brand for Andy. I think that would look dope, but so yeah, I think we can all agree. We would like to see some changes. Um, I look, I don't hate under armor and I get extremely angry and I just stopped arguing with people online because people are just, fucking ridiculous <laughs> it is not it is not under armor that decides the pants color for notre dame notre dame has a pantone and that exact fucking pants color is part of their pantone of colors that they use as part of their message there's a website there's a web page that has all this down there that's what they want <clears throat> those exact pants colors we're on what Notre Dame was wearing for fucking years. It's an it's old the pants war. color that they wore until Jerry Faust. It, Jerry Faust changed exactly. the pants color to, you know, at first it was, uh, I don't know. It was like khaki and then he <laughs> changed it to hooker gold. And then Lou kept the hooker gold. Right. I mean, it's just people just flip. Like they, they absolutely have, everybody has fucking OCD they need the helmets and pants to match, and they're not supposed to. The helmet is gold for a reason, not right. just because we like gold. It's supposed to match the dome. It's the dome. Well, the dome doesn't have gold down low, yo. It's brick. <laughs> so, I mean, I, do the pants match up with the yellow brick on campus? No, but at least the thought's there. I'm just saying, it ain't Under Armour's fault about the pants color. This is a Notre Dame decision and one that I fucking support. They look great. It was I that color. Absolutely. They changed that color before then too, right? That was the color they had under Adidas as well. The uh, well, no, with Adidas they had the the khaki. Was it a khaki? It wasn't the old gold. Yeah, <clears throat> Adidas couldn't get the gold on their right. Like they were fucking that all up. And that's so, one pretty- thing with Adidas is like Adidas has issue getting the colors because I remember when Michigan was at Adidas, they rocked that like neon yellow. For a while, because they couldn't get the rights to the uh, to the Blue actual maze. color maze, which is, I mean, it's your color, and Michigan's running out there every week in like <laughs> in highlighter yellow. <laughs> like this is a thing. Like it's it shouldn't be. Ah. So that's it. So yeah, get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, be a part of the show, y'all. Have me cussing out people about pants. Uh, all right. Where do we want to? You know, I well, said, guys, we're not, I said, we're not going to have a free free show meeting. We're just going to fucking dive into this. And, but that's at least the time where we say, OK, we're going to start with this first, this first. So where do you guys want to go? Where do you want to take the listeners to first? Do we want to pull the bandaid off and talk about Drew Pine's love of eating bananas and he needs to stop leaving his banana peels all over campus? <laughs> I mean, Donkey right. Kong. Hold I mean, up with the banana. Yeah, we might, I mean, yeah. Okay, let's let's start with the with the freshest, saddest news. Notre Dame had their blue goal game draft, which 
honestly, without Tyler Buckner, is was just anticlimactic for me. I went to bed. Uh, but at first, I guess we should say, we caught wind of this uh, through a friend on Sunday night. Or what the hell? Is, what the hell is today? Say Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday night, night. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I'm all messed up. On Tuesday night, that he he had fell down some steps and uh, had an ankle turn. So, I mean, it's just like you're instantly like hands. My hands go, th- you know, up in the air. If you can see me now, I'm it's the what the fuck hands up in the air. This is that. That's not what they what what uh, we had hoped the spring game would be. Uh, now that QB one is not going to be out there. No, no. I mean, it takes the luster off of the game certainly because now it's not really. I mean, the the one component. So going into the spring game, what was the one thing you were the most excited to see? Uh, Tyler Buckner operating the offense, for sure. What do we do? We get to see that. Uh, we do not. Yeah. Hmm. Are you, are you ready for some, for some silver linings, though? What about uh, Jadarian Price being picked ahead of Logan Dix? Do you take anything – you take anything – read anything into that? Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe somebody's girlfriend looked at Logan Dix the way they didn't want him <laughs> to look at him? I don't – I mean, that kind of stuff could, uh, could get dicey. I I think that they're – um, there might have been a reason for that, though. Um, okay. and, and the reason I think that he was taken before it is if I, they didn't say this before the draft and this threw me off because when Brain Lindsay wasn't taken uh, before yeah. uh, like, oh Jake Thomas, I was hurt? like, excuse yeah. me, what? Yeah. And I think the reason why uh, he was taken before is because if they had taken if they took. Diggs, then the gold team would have had Tyree and Diggs. I mean, are we not going to face mismatches in the season? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are we not going to have to face adversity? I think that maybe more, they just didn't want to have Audric Estime <laughs> highlighted too much, right? No. I just, well, I mean... How, how the hell are they running this scrimmage, by the way, with Dave, Avery Davis and Joe Wilkins not there? And I, I, like, I, I don't, uh, Jack Polian, Chase Dixon, um, <laughs> you know, Jack Griffin Polian. Eifert, Connor Radigan. So, I mean, what scrappy in the scooting, man. What I was mean, the total, what was the total injury count from Rob Hunt? I mean, I, so I'm it, reading it right here. <clears throat> Let me just read it. This is courtesy of rivals, uh, today. Uh, Buckner out, Hart out. Davis Wilkins Jr. out and and had somebody named Henry Cook, which I'm guessing is a walk on. Yes. Uh, Jarrett Patterson, chest, Pat Coogan, knee, Billy Shroud, foot, Joey Tonono, concussion, Kane Barong, knee, uh, Jason Adam Malola, shoulder, uh, Aiden Kiana, Kiana, yeah, yeah, Aiden, knee, Hold up. Uh, Jaden, JD Bertrand, wrist, Colin Gutzmer, Eddie Scheidler, leg. Keana Ina. Keana Ina. Thank you. Questionable. Tyree, Bellamy, Tyson Ford, Davis Sherwood. Probable. Kaiser, Griffith, Price, Styles, Thomas, and Tosh Baker. God, you got to put Styles and Thomas in bubble wrap for the rest of the week. My God. 
Yeah, I, I think the interest that, like if Tyree is questionable and he's then we're going to see a lot of Jadarian Price for the gold team. Oh, my God. Yes. Could so this be my, his uh, Munir Prince moment? It might I mean, it be. be. Yeah. But I mean, guess champion? here's my here's my whole here's my whole spiel. My my silver lining with Tyler Buckner. First of all, we're looking at like. 20 mile an hour winds with like 35 mile an hour gusts. Yeah. Which is typically not a good thing for a quarterback. It's just not. Typically, so no. We with Buckner out, we do avoid that weird Phil Jerkovic, oh shit, this is what he looks like in a, this kind <laughs> of setting setting. Like like we don't get that, right? We you don't get the downer uh right in front of you because I'm telling you right now they're going to have issues throwing the football. It's a, there's just going to be issues. And so now it just, it, it just neatly reverts back into, look, we, we, we wanted to do something cool. We packaged it very cool, but this is still going to be the spring football game where we're going to hand the ball off 75% of the time, run some screens, little dink and dunks. Maybe we'll try it, throw a deep a couple of times, but the wind's going to take that shit, but it's, it's going to be pretty, Pretty low key. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of Audrey Estime. It's going to be a lot of Jadarian Price. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And once again, I just feel like screaming spring football, baby. <laughs> there's, there's just not, we're not going to get for a moment. I, for a moment, I thought with this whole setting and with Buckner and Pine and all that, I thought this might be fun. You know, I, I was disappointed that I, I had to move things around on my schedule to to make sure I had gone up uh, for the game, especially given the weather and, and you know and all that. And it's just it, it's the same. It's going to be the same thing. It, anybody looking to get anything out of this, you're, you're really going to be digging deep. Notre Dame had their actual spring scrimmage last week. They got everything they need to know. The the rest is just packaged up. This is. The, this is for fun. So there's nothing that these guys can do in this in the Saturday practice that will affect their 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 depth chart status going into the summer. I don't think it's going <laughs> to affect. I don't think their depth chart status will be affected at all by this game. I think people's perceptions could be changed by this game, whether that's justified or not. Sure. Which is which I think is just like most spring games. Like I don't think there's very many battles won, and there, there's not many position battles won or lost in spring. So, so if Audric Astame goes 15 for a buck 30, we're not going to we have to. Then we're fucked. Then we're fucked. We're screwed. You kidding me? First of all, why isn't somebody tackling him? Second of all, because he's Audric Astame. Why? Why did, the, why did why did the cursed gods come and curse? my favorite son, Audrey Estime, because <laughs> then we're just not going to hear from him again. Yeah. Just do that. That would just be insane. Now I'd be mad. Actually. I mean, I really would be mad. Like how the hell is, is the defense letting him rumble and stumble on us? I mean, I have a lot of faith in Audrey Estime, a ton of it, but to let that kind of showing happen, unless he has like just two ridiculously long breakout runs, which still you're like, Where's the safety help? That would suck. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't even know, really know what I'm looking for in this game. I mean, I spent all spring kind of like downplaying spring football for what we see from it. Again, I keep, I have to feel like it's a caveat every time I talk about it. It's very important for the players and for the coaching staff. Like it's, it's stupidly important, but for fans for and for the media, we just don't see enough and we and to be able to break this down last year when we were getting three minute video clips was about the right way to do it. Right. We saw just enough throughout 15 practices to kind of have some thoughts about some guys that, that were based on real shit, not just like one full practice and then lights out. And I don't blame Notre Dame, Notre Dame for this. I mean, people can get mad at all they want about, about access and being able to see it all that. I don't, I don't really care, but I'm not going to base a ton of opinion moving towards the season based off the, off the blue goal game. That's just history is on my side here. This yeah. is, that's just not a, that's not a smart thing to do. Yeah. Again, we, we say this every single year, but I uh, we're really, and, and I fell for it and I've talked repeatedly about how I fell for it in previous years. Uh, I am the, official president of the unofficial Corey Holmes fan club, although the, the membership does not meet, uh, hasn't met in a long time, unfortunately. <laughs> How are um, the dues? And that was, <laughs> the dues are small. Um, <laughs> the bank account is getting low. Um, Corey, by the way, is writing for the Miami Heat fan-sided page. So, oh, you know, fun. yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh. Putting his journalism degree, to his journalism mm-hmm. master's degree to good use. Well, so, that's good news. Um Anyways, what I was going to say was I, I fell in love with him during a during a spring game, and uh, you know, obviously, it didn't it didn't happen the way that I that I was hoping it would happen. But um, look, we we ha- that's the only tape we have. We we tend to pour over it, watch it repeatedly, break it down, put it under the lights. It doesn't end up meaning a lot. It really doesn't end up meaning a lot. So, I mean, you just want really you just want. This is very coachy, but the the. All you guys should be looking for is how are they with their fundamentals? Are wide receivers, you know, getting in out of their breaks? Uh, are, you know, are the linemen using the correct footwork? I mean, just are guys breaking down a tackle? Is it, are they being physical? I mean, that's, I mean, there's just those types of things are really all you can see. And it's not even just to, to base an opinion on. It's just to see if that's the progress that has been being made. That's it. And it's fine. I mean, I feel bad for fans about this whole Buckner situation because, you know, we were blessed with, <clears throat> I mean, it was snowing on Tuesday in South Bend and it's going to be 80 degrees. <clears throat> You're going to get this great weather uh, for a game. I, I don't think there's been weather like this since the 07 spring game oh. uh, with Jimmy Clausen's debut. Uh, so I don't know if we want to bring up 07, uh, <laughs> but were there any notable players in the 07 game? I don't think so. We can just move on past it. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> my wife, <laughs> you know, I won't even go there. Uh, yeah, we were there. We were there. Uh, but anyways, it was, you know, it was just, a, it was a gorgeous day. And they're going to get that again, but you're just not going to, I think the, there was some excitement with this draft and what the, what it, what this game could be. And it's just not going to be that. And that's, Hey, spring football, baby. That's what it is. All I got to say is gold's going to win. I don't know why, but it's the results results of the last uh, 
since 2014, the winners have been blue, gold, blue, gold, blue, gold, and last year was blue. I think that trend bucks. I've been breaking down the roster. Okay, go ahead. And I think that there is a demonstrative demonstrative advantage to the blue team. It's almost – when I look at this roster, it's almost unfair how much better the blue team is. Like here's the blue team just off the top. Drew Pine's playing QB for both teams, right? But so, his backup, the backups are RP3, RP3 versus Angeli. Yeah, which wash. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe Angeli, but I mean, at least RP3 can run the offense a little bit better because he's been in the system, whatever. But, um, I mean, Diggs and Estime, and you compare that to uh, a hobbled Tyree and Shadarian Price. Um as far as the wide receivers go right off the top, Lorenzo styles and Dion Colsey. And then on the oppo side for the gold team, it's Lindsay and Thomas. I, th- I, I mean, it sounds like the, I mean, you do have Michael Mayer on the gold team. Though. Yes, you do. And Kevin and Kevin Bauman. Right. But the other one is, you know, it's just, it's basically Mitchell Evans. On it's, the, hash- on the blue it's hashtag Ohio and some fullbacks and fullbacks. Yes. Uh, Yanishak. And what did, what did you guys name Yanishak? He had a really fun name that you guys came up with his fullback name, but, and then offensive line. I don't know if they're, I know they mentioned that they're doing green jerseys, but I don't know if the offensive linemen are going to, um, sort of be communal in their use, but there's three guys with starting experience on the blue team. And then on the gold team, it's Joe Walton, Zeke Carell. And I think that the gold team has the better center in Carell, but like there's better, there's better offensive linemen. As well, who's going to be the, I mean, my thing is who's going to be the center for the blue, for the blue team. Chris, Quinn Murphy, Quinn Murphy, probably. Yeah. I mean, and, and then the blue team's think, got Fish, Fosky, Fish Mills, Baker gonna be your Lacey, tackles. This is going to be yourself. Christophe and Glug are going to be your guards. So you got three of your starting five, you know, on that side, on that side. Yeah. And, and just with the wind and like you had mentioned before, I think it's going to be a very run heavy game anyway. And I like the defensive line of the blue team significantly more than I like the defensive line of the gold team. Um, you know, just because we're talking about Foskey, Mills, Lacey, and then on the other side, it's Adamiola, Cross, Rubio, Osafa Mensa, Ingobera. I, I mean, Tyson Ford. It the the linebackers for the gold team are very athletic and fast with Bauer, but then there's Kaiser, Kali, Sneed, Ziegler, right? And then they have the better safeties with uh, Joseph and Brown, Watts. But I think what's clear here is Jude is Jude's disdain for Clarence Lewis on team blue. <laughs> I think, I think it's just, it's so obvious. Like you can't hide it. Yeah, but it's Clarence and it's Tariq. Um, you know, whatever we want to say about both guys, both guys have seen a lot of action. Um, well, the safeties are prodigies. Houston and Ramon. Ramon's been a riser all spring. Um, I'm interested to see, see how he plays. Cause he's going to get, you know, first team reps with Houston out there. So um, Houston he exists and he logs a lot of snaps, um, but I'm excited to see what the guy opposite Houston, uh, the um, the guy opposite Houston Griffin Griffith has uh, been pretty good uh, these last couple of years. So I'm interested to see that. 
but yeah, I, I just I like it. I like it better. I like the I like the blue team better. I think it's almost unfair how the blue team is better than the gold team. I mean, I I do agree. But so if you were if you were to set a line, what would you say? Are they do how are they scoring? Um, oh I don't god, know. that's true. That's I true. think it's I, it's no, I do, normal, right? I do believe it's a normal scoring system. I don't know. I, I put the blue team four and a half point favorite. Oh, I was gonna say three and a half. I just don't think there's gonna be a lot of scoring. Like, I think we're looking at like a a 17-13 game. I mean, yeah, you could probably I guess set, it depends. You could it probably depends. set the over under around, like around like thirty five, and that seems high to me. Do you know what the the score of the last Blue Bill game was? Well, what scoring system were they using? <laughs> it was like fifty two fifty or some shit like that, wasn't it? It was seventeen three. Oh yeah, that's right. They used oh. normal scoring in that one. Seemed like, that seemed was like there was the, one uh, not too long ago where it was like it was like that's yeah. where the defense got 2019. It was fifty-eight forty-five. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the one that Kelly joked and he's like, "Oh, we put up sixty points of offense." I don't know what you were looking at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian Kelly. Oh, you Keep beautiful coming. man. <laughs> uh, so I think that's our spring game preview. I mean, I, I really do enjoy, I, I I think I did a disservice by kind of like dismissing the presence of the bus on campus this fall or this spring. Uh, They've really tapped into Jerome Bettis, like with everything they possibly can. Like I know, I know Jerome's back to get his degree, but they pretty much just already have it signed to just say show up to the class because they got him working (laughs) so damn much. Uh, for the football program, which has just been uh, really nice to see. I mean, I think that, and that's part of the whole, I, you know, the the vibe that Marcus Freeman's trying to put out with with the alumni. Now, granted, Bettis was never a, wasn't a stranger, and um, as it was, and and he's the type of guy that was always coming back. But you know, it still has, you know, they're still getting that uh, that alumni vibe going on um, with a lot, you know, a lot are expected to be showing up on Saturday. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think Jerome Bettis's presence within the football program this spring has been, uh, a huge, huge positive, uh, much more so than I was going to give it credit, uh, just a month or two months ago. Yes, sir. He, uh, I, he said he was meet with Marcus. Was it on the daily or at least weekly? Um, daily, daily. Yeah. You and I, Brendan, it was you and I that were like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Uh, but I mean, you gotta put the faith in it, I suppose. Yeah, and I I loved um, you know, to my wife's chagrin, certainly, uh, that he brought up the coin toss thing, and that that was a fun I don't think they uh, quite stuck the, <laughs> the joke very well. No, um, <laughs> but the uh, the spirit of the joke is phenomenal because that uh so, Speaking of Christy, she's got to be kind of happy this week, right? Miles Boykin. Yeah, Miles Boykin. Um, I'm happy. I'm more happy for anything, um, you know, not only for the Steelers, but just for Miles Boykin in general, 
because yes. I thought he got a raw deal in uh, Baltimore. They That's drafted cool. over him the next year with Hollywood, and then they took uh, Rashawn Bateman. And just the nature of Lamar Jackson, um, he has two. He has uh, eyes for two guys, and um, it's Hollywood <laughs> and. <laughs> You know, it just I I I felt bad for him because there just weren't going to be the the touches for him um, in Baltimore. Well, then, there never was going to be the touches. And then Dave, yeah, Dane Brugler this week, uh, uh, I think on the Shamrock, has suggested that uh, a, a a possible landing spot for Kevin Austin uh, would be the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Whoa. So that I mean that's uh, Claypool, Boykin, and the, the Austin. Last, the last thing Kevin Austin needs is Chase Claypool as his mentor, though. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe maybe it's different this time. <laughs> yeah, just get him get him out of a place where your quarterback only looks at Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. Um, it's just you know it Boykin Boykin good. seems like such a freaking Steeler wideout too. Yeah, he fast. I, I, theoretically, yeah, I just I don't know. Pittsburgh does. I've I've always admired certain mm. NFL teams with that with their personnel decisions. Pittsburgh's definitely been one of those. One of they, those odds. So they get that position like for the last I don't know fifteen years they have gotten that position consistently right. Um, and they, they let guys they go, and yeah, they know what they're doing. So I I'm happy for him. Um. There's a lot of there's there's a spot for him to carve out a niche. Uh, he can definitely get in there as at least a wide receiver three. Um, we'll see. Jude, you got much more on the spring game. Do you have any more thoughts? Are are, are you going? Are uh, is there anything else that you're looking for in the game? Uh, any, no. any jokes you want to crack? Anything? I'm not going. At all? I I do have uh, I do have a uh, ticket to the uh the tailgate but i will not be there so the irish players club folks can uh have my food and enjoy it without me uh, is that something say. you could is that something you could transfer to somebody or do you have to give them your nft too uh i i could transfer i would i could transfer my nft to a trusted friend yes <laughs> okay just no hey no judgment do you no want to hang out with uh, malik and uh McAsa, no, no 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 i okay i, I, I was just I just want the information out there for the people. I, <laughs> no judgment, just asking. Um, all right, what else we want to get? What, what what's next that we want to dive into? I feel like Big we're recruiting news. Huge. I mean, listen, I don't think I think Notre Dame fans got themselves wrapped up just a little too much with the Carnell Tate situation and are not giving enough love for our boy, Braylon James. Four star wholeheartedly four star elite talent, Braylon James out of Texas. And I'm not sure what high school we're going to use here because they keep using the high school that he played for in his freshman year. And he played somewhere else for the two last two years. I don't know if he's going back uh, (laughs) to the, to the other school or what. And I just, to me, it was like I just kept looking at that. Like everyone keeps making this mistake, or is this something that's known? And I don't, I couldn't find anything. Anyways, elite Texas four-star wide receiver Braylon James, Chris Notre Dame, 
Um, he's one of the best wide receiver, the highest ranked wide receiver commits that Notre Dame's had in the last, what, 15 years? Yeah, since uh, basically it's him and uh, you know, Jordan Johnson, right? Yeah, after Michael Floyd, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I what, wait, what, was, uh, what was, what did uh, Colsey and Styles end up as? They're top, one of them was top 100, right? Styles. Styles. Styles was, yeah, Styles was uh, top top 100. So, um, I, I think Styles might be higher. It, it's, I, on three consensus has, um, has James at 107 and I think um 24/7's consensus is like 130 something 120 something okay. so it's it's you know top 150 and Styles ended up he's as got, the 115th so yeah he's got he's got a really bad he's that he doesn't have a great on 3 ranking like nationally he's 246 and on 3 but he's as high as 86 on ESPN, 79 yeah. on Rivals, 129, 24-7 sports. But his 24-7 composites, like 106 or some shit like that. Um, what, one of the things I did see, though, was that um, that, that made me question my own, like, what the hell, what high school are we talking about here? Uh, is it Stony Point or is it Del Val? It, the last few years he played for this Del Val or Del Valley. I don't, I'm not sure how we're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, but anyways, someone had said well, he's going to get those numbers at Stony point. Like Del Val doesn't run a, a, a good enough offense basically for in the passing game. So if he goes back to Stony point for a senior year, beefs up those numbers, we may see that ranking shoot up even more. You know what I mean? So I mean, just watch his tape. This dude can fucking move six, three, his weight, his weight and height is another thing that's all over the map, which is weird because he has a verified a verified forty time of like four of like four four three or some shit like that. But his his weight and heights are all over the map. I think what I found is that he's about six three and about one eighty to one eighty three one eighty five. So, <laughs> but the dude can move. He can flat out fly. Uh, he is smooth, man. He is absolutely smooth. Like I love Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd was not a smooth football player. There, there's a, there's an awkwardness to his gait, uh, if you will. Yeah, it's kind of this is a, yeah, it, it it was a weird running style. This is very smooth. In fact, Braylon James reminds me of the best of Kevin Austin, just like a, a taller, a little bit, probably a little bit taller Kevin Austin. So that's not a bad thing. Uh, if we could just keep him healthy and, and uh, engaged in, in, the, in the classroom. So I'm excited. This, I, again, everyone's wrapped up in the Carnell Tate uh, as far as the wide receivers go. And this class needs like, we need four of them. This isn't a, this isn't a one or two. There definitely should not be a one or two wide receiver class. We need about four of them. And when you're getting one of the absolute best in the country, uh, ba- you know, a consensus, you know, basically top 15 wide receiver. That's great. That's fantastic. That's exactly what you need to build on. And it's part of a building block that they're trying to do on offense. That obviously includes, you know, possibly a guy like Dante Moore, a quarterback. That's big news. We need the numbers. 
my God, do we need in the numbers? And he had a, do you have the quote pulled up? He, uh, was it him or was it his father? I, I wasn't quite sure. Uh, I, I don't have the quote pulled up, but I think it's, I think it's what he said. Yeah. Let me grab the, the quote real quick. Cause it, um, it had me a little bit excited. Um, so the, the, the exact quote was, uh, let me see where it's at. Um, Something about it. Oh, with with Coach Freeman, we see the vision, and all the other guys who are about to commit. All the other guys are about to commit there. Uh, you just want to see part of this. Was his his father? Yeah. Uh, you just want to be a part of something different, something that changing. He wants to be a part of that change. So, and the thing to get excited about is we see the vision and all the other guys who are about about to commit there. Yes. So they're they're waiting on some on some really good news. Uh, in our DMs, I, I don't think the joke was took as well as I laid it out about, oh, you're talking about the six crystal balls for offensive linemen. Uh, <laughs> I thought Greg was going to – and you, Brendan, we're going to pass out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the joke just went sailing by you guys. Like he's not talking about the position group. Uh, but obviously, you know, the Dante Moore thing, I mean, right after he committed, Braylon James gets on Twitter, uh, gives, a, gives a little nudge. A little, little pinch in the air to to Dante. Um, you love to see that. Absolutely. So that's that's always good to see. Um, well, there was something else about James. Maybe not, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm excited. I think everyone should be way more, way more than what they are. This is fucking great news. And it's just it's we got three more to get to hit that goal of four, three more to get. And Hope, Hope hopefully it's not a, a Dell Alexander four where you, you circle that you want four and you <laughs> get one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do, do I do the uh, traditional Dell? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Yeah, that's a uh, God that three wide receiver rule, man. That's just, that's just absolutely cannot. I can't, that's, this is 2022. What? Right. 2021. It's 2022. So. I think it's 22. Yeah. Hell, it wouldn't matter sure. if it was 20 fucking 17. You wide receivers are the dream, man. Just go get them. I mean, shit. They're getting paid in the NFL right now for a reason. Yeah. They've been getting paid. I mean, they are, they're the creme de la creme. Uh, right now they're, they're what makes the engine go. And, you know, even if you don't have a five-star quarterback, you just got to get a guy that can get the fucking ball to him in space. I mean, you got look me, at well, oh, Mac Jones two years ago, right? I mean, look at Stenson Bennett sort of, but not sort of like for real, <laughs> but like, yeah, you get talented wide receivers who can get open and then a guy who can get it to them. And then you're cooking with fire. But like, if you have both, that's great. But can we at least have one of those two things? That would be, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the Dante Moore situation just keeps getting more and more drug out. And I think Irish fans are starting to get a little bit more, I don't know if impatience is the right word. 
Gun shy. Gun shy? Yeah, because I think people are starting to doubt whether or not it's going to happen. Just yeah. why is it taking so long? If it's taking so long, this can't be good. Um, two of the schools heavily invested in him, Miami and Oregon. In a recent article from The Athletic, those are two schools that have openly committed to paying out. Um, they're going to be very aggressive in the NIL um, the NIL world, and I can see either one of them possibly doing a Tennessee to get their quarterback. So that has me a little bit nervous that he's not in the fold, and those are the two schools that are most uh, – you know, eagerly pressing at him. There's um, the Josh Gaddis connection at Miami, which is a little bit concerning. Uh, Oregon, right. just with the money that it looks like and sounds like they're willing to start spending. Um, I uh, I do have some concerns, and I'm I'm a little bit gun shy over the whole prospect of it now, where I was not, you know, before the visit that could not possibly have gone better, but didn't result in a verbal commitment. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit uh, skittish and nervous now. Which was which was still an unofficial visit right. to you, by the way. Right. So, uh, which I guess should, which means I should bring up uh, that we had a decommitment uh, from Justin Rett, and it's just something that was kind of a it was a, that was a strange kind of quick uh, piece out. You know, <laughs> uh, just we've not. I, We've known for a while. I wrote an article two weeks ago about uh, entitled "How Committed Is This Class?" Uh, speaking about some of the things, some of the visitations going on. Keon Keeley is a guy that's that's been out uh, Ohio State, you know, and other and other places. Uh, Peyton Bone for sure between uh, Oklahoma and uh, LSU and um, uh, and at Texas A and M. Uh, the Justin Rett, he's had it on the books for quite a long time. Uh, that he was going to be visiting last weekend uh, with Georgia. And I just thought, all right, this is just a thing. And apparently Notre Dame was not down with that because it was an official visit. And to me, that seems more. A distinction without a difference. I just, I just find it str- like with, with an fit with an unofficial visit, these kids are paying out of their own pocket. Like yeah. they got to want to be there. And with an official, it's all paid for. It's, it's a trip. It's a, it's a time. So, but Notre Dame looks at that, I think in a different way where the, uh, where the official is, they're really looking around, not just they're out fucking around. And I just, I find, I find the distinction a lot more gray, uh, in those cases. Right. Like, I just think if you're going to get, if someone's going to offer me a free trip, if I know I can get a free trip somewhere to go check it out and I got the time, why not? And they're going to wine and dine you, right? You're going to, you're getting, yeah, you're going to go eat good, man. I mean, maybe yeah, mom, you, I mean, maybe mom didn't go to the grocery that week and your brothers and sisters are, they're, they're all in sport in spring sports. Everyone's busy that week. And it's like, it's a, it's a fucking lunch. It's a, it's a cold cut and cereal kind of dinner week which happens a lot for busy families. And you're like, you know what? Nah, man, I'm going to go down to Georgia and uh, I'm going to go crush uh, whatever they put in front of my face, which (laughs) could be anything. 
Jude, do you think that, I mean, do you agree with Notre Dame's tactic here when they don't seem with him, when they don't seem as, as harsh with some of the other, other guys. And, and on top of that, do you find, but do you think that this was all kind of like a, an eventuality anyways? So who cares? Yeah, it's a, it's a really hard one. Cause I, I never really thought about it from your perspective until you just kind of brought that up. Because, you know, if you're, you know, there's, there's, there's something when, when you, when I, when a guy that's committed to you says he wants to take other, other visits or whatever, um, it seems like sometimes they look the other way. If the guy is, um, they think the guy is solid to them or, you know, I, I don't know. Like it just seems inconsistent. And then you, you brought up the point about, you know, paying your own way. It seems like it would, you would care a lot more about that versus the school's, you know, dining you and you're taking all their, their money and their food and saying, thank you very much. And I'm still going to Notre Dame. Right. Um, right. And if that, look, if Dante Moore was a, a committed football player to this class, say he went to that visit, he committed, but then uh, two weeks later, he said he's, he's going to go take an official visit to Oregon. Notre Dame doesn't play hardball with Dante Moore. Right. I think that's the distinction is. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like guys. Or is that, or is that too much? Guys, of, I mean, is that example no, too harsh? I, I, Cause he's a five star. No, I think there, I think there's, I think there's preferential treatment that you would give to guys that you wouldn't give. Like if you feel like you could lose the guy, then you're going to, you're going to be a little bit more, um, less flexible. Right. But whereas Dante Moore, you're sort of like, it's, it's the only time I think when the 17 year old is getting his ass kicked and then went or his ass kissed and then he's getting his ass kicked. Right. And right. I think that's that's tough for a lot of a lot of these kids because they're sat there and they're you know every coach comes in and blows smoke up their ass and tells them how great they are and then the first day of practice there's some you know line coach who's basically telling them that they're just ground meat and they're they're worthless right and they just they're they're used to the everyone um, you know loving on them and then they come in and. And, you know, as Autry Denson once said, I tell each guy, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try to recruit over you. I'm trying I'm going to try to recruit somebody better than you to take your job. And they never you know, did. no, they never did. But like, <laughs> I thought it was a good sentiment. Right. Which is what is actually what you want to go for. Yes, it is. is. As ex- as exciting as Lorenzo Styles is, you want somebody to come in and take Lorenzo Styles's job. And, and be in a situation where it's an embarrassment of riches like Alabama where, you know, one four-star goes down and the other four-star is ready to play. Which is – yeah, because if you look at like Alabama's uh, wide receiver room, their safety room is notorious too. And I think the important thing is is like a lot of these kids need to understand that steel sharpens steel. And that you want to go somewhere where you're playing with the best because, you know, it'll raise your level up where you know that you have to compete and work harder and maintain a level of, um, you know, excellence in order to get onto the field. And I think that that makes everybody in the room better, Um, which, you know, you look at the linebacker room and the linebacker room is just stock full of talented kids. And that's what you want it to be is you want the steel to sharpen steel and you want these kids to be competing at a higher level because, you know, if there's a five star opposite you, 
and you're a five star and from the class before and you can't rest on your laurels. You need to to keep it going. And if you're if you're a kid, you should you want the guys that will seek out those opportunities that aren't afraid to. I mean, that's what Ohio State does, you know, with their recruiting. And that's what all of these top schools do with recruiting and that it's so small school and um, little to look at a situation where you're like, well, you know, we already have a talented guy here. Um, you know, we don't want to scare scare off the previous guy by by recruiting over him. And it's like, well, no, you want to recruit over him and make him earn it. And he's going to want to make it earn it because when you go to the NFL, uh, you know, there's going to be guys coming in always every year. They're going to be drafting more guys, you know, to try and improve their team. So I I, I agree with that. I, I think that you just. You have to understand that, like the ass kicking, ass kissing thing is is nice to a degree, but these players need to understand that, like, you want to find that, um, I don't know, you want to find that competitive room where there's a lot of talented people because that'll just make you better. Hundred percent. Yeah, I got no. Hundred percent. Uh, something I I accidentally uh. Passed on, passed on. Uh, so, what did you guys think of Braylon James and LSU hat? Like, did you did you did either of you guys watch the uh, Braylon James commitment? I missed it. Tell me what happened. Oh, so you know he's got the hat game. He's got Notre. He's got his three finalists: Notre Dame, Stanford, and TCU. Okay. And 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 just real quick too, uh, in in the post uh, commitment interviews. Basically, it was down to Stanford and Notre Dame. Uh, academics were really important to him, uh, and basically just said Stanford ain't good enough, uh, not, you know, on the on the field. Uh, so th- that's nice to hear that 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 thorn in our side, yeah. and that's been a thorn in our side in recruiting. Like some of the guys that are really you know smart, high academic kids that are good football players were passing up on Notre Dame for Stanford. And that was, you know, we could have used some of that talent. Paulson Adebo, sure. right? Yeah, for sure. So to hear that, that's fantastic. So he's got those three hats, Jude. And then okay. he goes and pulls out one from his lap. It's yellow and it's got LSU on it. And you heard somebody in the crowd just start to yell like, oh, no. It, it was a lot like when Ian Book took off, up in the press box when Ian Book took off. Uh, to score to score against Virginia Tech at home oh, in yeah, that close yeah, yeah. game. Sure, sure. Like there was the one person in the crowd going, "Oh no!" And <laughs> you know he just kind of laughed it off and threw it at his dad. Apparently his dad was was a big. They're for all from Louisiana. Okay. His dad dad was a big LSU fan, uh, and then he immediately because he's a nice kid said, you know, hey, he's all LSU's always got a special place in his heart. Blah blah blah. I wish he just wouldn't have said anything. Just kind of laughed, uh, but. Man, what a fun jab for Notre Dame to take at Brian Kelly. Whether you know whether they knew that was coming or not, just right. kind of a uh, dude. It was just a that was a very was not expecting that. Let's put it that way. Uh, so the I think there is a if we haven't noticed it by now, there's a lot of visceral hate for Brian Kelly and <laughs> LSU. Uh, by have you noticed Paul. that? Have what? you noticed that? Is that a thing? I, I, I think I may have noticed the great, a thing or two. The great thing about that is that even though we don't play LSU, 
we still have, we still play them on the recruiting field every year. Now it's not a whole, there's not a whole lot of recruits, but there's enough. I mean, I heard some, I think maybe it was Wilt Fawn or somebody say, oh, they're not going to be going for this. Yes, they will be. They will be going for the same. Dante Moore is visiting, you know, Colonel Tate is visiting. I mean, there are plenty of the same. Rocco Spindler uh, was an LSU uh, prospect. His teammate went to LSU. I mean, there's just yeah, there's plenty. Teammate on the offensive of line too. Yes, Logan did. Yes, there's plenty of guys that Notre Dame and LSU battle for. So even though we don't play LSU, it's nice to have that. It's it's nice to have I don't want to say rivalry but it's nice it's nice to have that that uh, hate fuck I don't know what, to, what I don't know <laughs> what to, hate fuck tension's too nice of a word Jude you're so nice sorry oh <laughs> uh, you know that that it's still involved there uh, I don't know I wasn't expecting it I thought it was fantastic I thought it was great fun um, and you know James kept it classy by saying that but saying what he said, but, uh, it really was a nice, you know, like, haha. I mean, I mean, I, I thought I was past the BK stuff, but just the man won't shut up. And it just is really infuriating. Just when you thought you were out. I know it. I know it. And just the fact that, you know, we went through their schedule and we we're like, there are fucking five wins here. Maybe. Yeah. And then to see them come out as like the 11th ranked team in the FBI, like what the hell are we doing here? How was they? They had a freaking walk on. I mean, I know they got Jaden Daniels from Arizona State, but I mean, Brian Kelly and quarterbacks. Twenty percent. I saw this stat today. Twenty uh, percent of LSU roster since Brian Kelly took over is transferred out. Is that is that bad? I'm not sure that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand. Is, are you saying that people are leaving the family? <laughs> I, <laughs> I think they are, in fact, leaving the family. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. You just can't stop. Uh, but, but anyways, like I said, it was it's a fun moment. Time. It was a fun moment. I did not expect the LSU hat to appear. That was that was just awesome fun. That was a, that and was again, fun, yeah, sl- icing on the slam dunk. And again, if you feel like you haven't got enough of your Brian Kelly hate out, there's we got recruiting this 24 seven. So there's on three there's as well. Play, yeah, <laughs> on three, we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out a tagline for 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 the combo there, but it's there. So Especially when you hate have all you want rivals like we do with. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. Tell tell me about the, tell me about the lemmings that will follow this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are they are they maxed out? I mean, they're max. Is they're trying sort to of find. To yeah, they're trying to time. maximize these prep athletes. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We come back. We're gonna stay on the. We're, we're gonna stay on the recruiting path here, but uh, we got some we got some serious shit to talk about. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, guys. Uh, Jude was not a part of Brennan and I's bashing of Notre Dame and their NIL efforts. Uh, just a month or so, a month or two ago, whatever it was. Uh, so he, he, he's clean, uh, <laughs> for normal. So how fucking Jude got his, his nose out of that one. Uh, but I don't feel that Brendan and I are really guilty, uh, because it wasn't anything untrue, but things have changed dramatically for Notre Dame on the NIL front. And it's not really Notre Dame. You applaud, but it's just, but it, you know, it's all encompassing. So we're going to go there. Um, first, you have the the fund, and I love that it's called the Friends of the University of Notre Dame because it just screams Friends of the Program, like really old school Southwest Conference slush fund type stuff. Even though it isn't, we'll get into that. Uh, but it just it does scream recruiting. Uh, you got Tom Mendoza, Brady Quinn. Uh, Pat Eilers and and over the Christmas over the Easter weekend, um, you know I had a guy tell, talking to me about Pat Eilers uh, really wanting to make uh, a strong push with NIL and Notre Dame and wanted to get involved and all this stuff and I came running to the DMs like, hey there's some there's some stuff going on here and <laughs> sure enough the next day uh, you know the stuff about the fund uh, comes out so we got that we're gonna talk about that some more but also on top of that. NBC announces their new NIL marketplace and exclusively for Notre Dame, Vanderbilt, and Temple. It's quite the mission statement they have there. What's what's the connection between those three schools or among those three schools? I mean, first of all, shout out to Anchor of Gold, uh, our friends on SB Nation, uh, other nerds. Uh, But they are... They're, they're a great group of guys uh, who have suffered too much uh, <laughs> in, the, in the SEC. Uh, hopefully Clark Lee can get some stuff going for him. But I have no idea. I have no, I have no idea what, what the connection is between NBC and, and, and those two schools. And they didn't ex- um, explain it in their little newsy release? No, no. 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 Oh, wow. No. Very oh. – uh, I, 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 it just seems like it's like strange bedfellows. Now, obviously, um, uh, you know, Temple were, I mean, maybe they're not, they're not recruiting the same guys as Notre Dame or even Vanderbilt. Uh, no, but, but I um, understand the Vanderbilt, uh, if it's a, um, 
their mission statement is one of academic excellence, I understand, Vanderbilt, right? Yeah, I mean for sure. Is, is Temple on that tier? I don't I guess I don't I don't know uh I guess I don't know a lot about uh Temple's academic standings. Jude, do you know much about Temple's academic standings? I know Temple is just uh in a rough part of town. Uh, it's actually not a, it's not actually in a bad part of town. I mean, there's a, uh, we were down there not too long ago for a, a concert at the Met. Um I, I mean, it, it seemed okay to me. But I don't know. Okay. I'm not a subject matter expert. I, I never, I've never been. I'm just going off of of, of things I have have been heard think, or I've I heard think, over the years. So uh, shout out to Philly Kelly. I think Trexel's actually in a tougher part of town, my recollection at least. But and she survived. Anyway, she did survive. She is a dragon. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> actually know anything about Temple's academic re- uh, reputation. I was trying to think if this was maybe like because I think Ten- Temple's a Jesuit school, right? Am I wrong about that? Mm. Well, I don't. I don't think they are. No. I know their I most so. famous alumnus is persona non grata. The Baptist <laughs> Baptist School. Ah, so I, I actually honestly have no idea what's going on here. So, does Vanderbilt have any religious affiliation? Just to uh, well. Just to uh, Commodore. Just to the old Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> Just to the Commodore himself. Just the, the, the Temple of Green. Okay. So, anyways, let's 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 we got there we got a lot of stuff down I mean, going temples on with the NIL. Public, temples public, Vandy and Notre Dame are private. Like I don't know what, what binds these three groups. Maybe the executives at NBC. I mean I think that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so this this seems like a a, a summer story um, that the athletic will definitely do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go back. Let's go back to the fund, you guys. Um, Jude, I'll start with you since you're the, you're the alum uh, on this program. It really seems it not it not seems to me it is very clear that. This was a pretty well thought out um, NIL collective uh, by Notre Dame people that I think understand that Notre Dame fans, Notre Dame alumni, and I keep saying it and it's because it's true, they don't have the stomach for the the shit that's going on with Tennessee and other places with the NIL. Like they're not, yes, at Texas A&M. And not only that, but they don't want it to be that. And so they created a they created a, a collective that is quite interesting where it works as a charity. They have their 501c. And, and so basically the donations work as you you know, they use the money for charitable events, and the players who are involved with those charities are paid basically in an appearance fee. And, you know, and this isn't just for the football program. This is for all student athletes in Notre Dame, all of them. So, you know, Brady Quinn was very adamant about, you know, God, country, Notre Dame, the mission of the university. Um, when Pat Eiler spoke uh, to the guy I talked to, he was very adamant about um, a, a, a marriage and a blend of, of student athlete and school 
Um, and so I, these these guys really have their heart set on staying with. Um, I don't know. I, I it, there's the phrase the right way isn't right because it doesn't outside of Notre Dame the right way doesn't really matter or it just doesn't isn't a thing. Uh, but staying true to what the university's goals are, um, while at the same time generating money. And I think in doing that, they created a, a place where alumni and fans can dump off money and feel good about themselves. Right. Like they're right. just not buying a player. They're doing something good. They're doing something that's very Notre Dame-y um, and they can feel good about that. And so that might actually, you know, that would entice more donors uh, than say, Hey, we're just, we're, we're taking some money to go get some players. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of stole my thunder there a little bit, but, um, Oh shit. I'm sorry, bud. That's okay. Um, you, you asked me for my opinion and, and talked, but, uh, it's totally <laughs> fine. Yeah, as I, I was, do, as I, I do, was, yeah, as you do, as you do. Um, I, I think you kind of nail it at the end there. This is the most Notre dame of Notre Dame. Uh, and I think Brendan said this first in our DMS uh, of ideas, right? Which is, if I if I'm Dylan Gibbons, I'm looking at this and going, damn, they're like, I wish I'd stayed another day. They did my idea. You know, like, I think this is very much in line with Big Man, Big Heart. Like, there are some guys who want to use their name, image and likeness to um, support their favorite charitable cause or to bring more attention to causes that they that they hold no, near and dear. And if you're guy, if you're not a guy who wants to shill for um you know buff, uh, for chicken wings or video games or or whatever um you know this is kind of actually probably appeals to you a lot um if you have a if you have a project that you would re- would like to see now I, I i can't wait to see what um directions notre dame athletes and, and i think i want to emphasize too here is i don't think this is exclusive to football i think this is notre dame student athletes and yes, yeah 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 so they, i can't wait i can't wait to see you know who kind of emerges from this and what what they're promoting and also um if there's any kind of um stuff that is anywhere like pre- kind of presses the button or is it any way controversial I would love to see, um, you know, some black student athletes talk about causes that are that are um, more focused on minorities or refugees or um, anything that, you know, maybe Notre Dame hasn't specifically pushed or touted, but should um, based off of sort of the the rhetoric that came out of the Juneteenth, um, you know, event and has really kind of dissipated since then. So, right. Um, I'm actually I'm, I'm really fo- looking forward to seeing you know what what happens here with with these, and yeah I mean look it's got star power it's got um, it, it's got a good head on its shoulders it's got people that are committed to to making it successful. Brady Quinn has a track record with his third and goal foundation of um, having su- success in the in the 501c3 space, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I what the one thing I want to say is. As I said to you guys in the DMs, if you are an IPC Irish Players Club guy and you are also interested in this fun thing, there's nothing stopping you. You can nope. do both. That's um, great. There's, the first yeah, that, thing you see on that page is a donate button. Yeah. I so think one guy. You don't have to buy. You don't have to buy any uh, any artwork to to be involved. And I think that you know, although the mission is the same, which is supporting student athletes. 
um, and also compensating them for their time and, and, the, and the use of their name, image, and likeness, um, you know, there is some divergent paths in terms of, uh, like, like Joshua said, um, you know, being able to write this off as a charitable donation and, and, and have that warm, fuzzy feeling in your heart uh, at the same time that you are also filling out your taxes and, and getting a little bit of a break. So, I mean, obviously, Irish Players Club can't do that for you um, the way that it's currently structured. But um, it is also allowing you a level of access that fund isn't allowing, isn't isn't offering, or that's not part of their mission. So I think that there's there's space for for that for these two things and and for much much more. And I I'm just excited that it exists. The guy who immediately came to mind for me um, when this was announced was like, it's almost every single day, Blake Fisher is out there working with kids and charitable organizations and putting it on social media. And like almost every time you see Blake Fisher put one of these messages out, go look at who the first person to comment is on almost all of them. I mean, it's Mendoza on just about every single one of those posts. He's like, you're doing great work out there, young man. And like when, when this got announced immediately, I was like, well, Blake Fisher is going to kill it with this. And there's a lot of guys ND recruits and recruits for that want to do stuff like this. And like I've I've been pretty adamant with like whatever they're going to do with this NIL, they needed to get Mendoza in there just because he's he's the most forward facing of the um, the the super wealthy Notre Dame alumnus who need to be involved in this NIL marketplace because that's that's how texas a&m is getting things done is they have their top donors um involved in that space and notre dame needed to have a way in order to get their top donors also he's he's notre dame's t boom pickens right 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 yeah he's like a like a much better human being than t-boom significant i mean there's guys who've definitely given more than than mendoza not to take any no no but i mean as far as like a public face Public face, one of the best business schools in the country, has got his name, his right. name's on it. Like okay, you do know who the Jordan Hall science is named after, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But okay. but Mendoza's the one who's out there actively involved in tweeting about and discussing, and he's you know bringing in. Uh, he had, I think he had Brayden Lindsay on a. Um, yeah, that's uh, more or less what I'm talking about with, with, with you know the comparison to. Pick. He's it's more football like, forward. That's the guy everybody knows. Yeah. And you needed to have somebody like that in order to get to just sort of give some, I don't know, gravitas to the movement in order to get grease the wheels of some of the other ones. And the fact that it's charitable. I mean, this was this was a coup for Notre Dame. And this is was the sort of way for them to get into the NIL market, um, you know, on a on a larger scale. Um, and I'm I'm pretty excited to see how they move forward for it because not only is it going to I don't it's not going to level the playing field for something like a Texas A&M or a Tennessee but what it's going to do is it's it's going to at least make them competitive. Look, it's not a meeting. It's not a meeting that says we'll help you out. We'll help you out with your social. Go catch, do, 75, well, well, go catch yeah. 75 balls and we'll talk. Yeah, it's we'll, it's, it's not that. It's not that. It's, you know, again, it's very, very Notre dame Look, I don't think anyone 
any Notre Dame fan should have any delusion whatsoever that Notre Dame was ever going to like there was going to be a collective that arose that was going to compare to like an A&M Tennessee and all that it just was not going to happen. And again, people just don't, I don't think fans want that. Uh, but something, um, you know, it, it's not the case of something is better than nothing. It's like this, something is theirs. This something is ours. And this is something that can help Notre Dame in recruiting on the field with their good name, uh, all that, you know, all that that surrounds it. And that is fantastic now to have in place. Obviously this is something that's been in the works and we've heard, you know, Hey, there's something that coming down the pipeline for a while, but you know, just like how much longer can you take to get to something, you know, cause you really need to get going or else you're going to fall behind. Finally, it got put out there. And I, I think it's something that's very easily sold to everyone around. I mean, it's just, it's a charity, right? And we're paying the kids to help out with the charity. That's, that's easy as pie as far as like as to explain it, um, how it all eventually, how it manifests, I think is going to be interesting. Um, again, like, you know, who exactly, um, is a part of it? Um, you know, which charities, uh, get, you know, get the benefit of, of, of this, um, and kind of all that we'll obviously have to wait and see. Uh, but now that there's something in place, uh, it definitely is uh, a lot more encouraging. Um, and so, and I really, so, and with the NBC thing, like that, you know, the NBC thing is, is much different. Um, it's not a collective NBC isn't, isn't creating their own little slush fund for Temple Vandy and and Notre Dame. It's, but it's a marketplace. It is a, it is a lot like what Brandon Wimbush is doing with mogul. Um, there's, there's a lot of these out there where it's like, here are the opportunities for you to make money. Here is, you know, here we're hooking, Basically, they're hooking. They're they're a they're an employ you know employment service in a way, right? They're hooking players up with with ad deals and situations where they can, um, you know, get a check for doing something or saying something or tweeting something or or whatever. I'm not exactly sure how what NBC's is all going to involve, but that's how the marketplaces work. It's a place for, you know, like our friend Matt Brown with Extra Points. He uses a marketplace to, to have NIL deals with, with student athletes, um, you know, to, uh, to talk about extra points, you know, I mean, like, and there's all sorts, there's volleyball players. I mean, this is, there's all sorts of stuff going on there. And again, the NBC thing isn't just for football players it's for all the student athletes, um, at the, at the respective schools. So, but it's just, it's another thing. It's another notch on there. Um, you know, kind of an exclusivity kind of a thing, which is nice because that means you can point to that to a recruit and be like, we, you know, you got this that you can use. Like, there is not a way that you can't make money and a good deal of it if that's something that you're interested in. If you come here, and you know, Kyle Hamilton, I keeps they keep talking about Kyle Hamilton is one of the was one of the highest paid um, NIL guys last year in college football. I don't even know what the number is, uh, but he just keeps like getting talked about. Well, that's great, right? That's good. Yeah, that's good news. <laughs> that that and that was before all this. So, I think now that Notre Dame has there's the all this stuff in place, um, you know, maybe the level the playing field is level a little bit because you know Tennessee can't match Notre Dame 
academically, right? There is one quote um, from Pete Sampson's article on the fund that I – before we move on from, from fund um, that it's sort of it, – and it's accredited to Quinn, um, which sort of raises an eyebrow for me. And uh, I'll read it verbatim. It goes, uh, fund expects to scale up in whatever support backs it, meaning the more donations that come in, the more players across football and then men's and women's basketball who are able to participate. And here's the key. If a donor feels strongly about a cause, player, or program, Quinn said that the organization can adapt to that intention. Uh, (laughs) If I want to drop 50 grand for Notre Dame to – Sign a wide receiver. Yes. To it's like say, hey, I want here's fifty grand. Tell Carnell Tate it's his if he goes and helps out with the boys girls clubs uh, five times a year. Yeah, I, that number would probably need to be like five hundred thousand. But yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, if, if you get enough people that say that, like if if right. you know the the boosters, I guess, or, um, the prestigious alumnus decide that there's, so what you're saying, something. Brendan is on, on the surface, this is all very Notre Dame-y, but if there's any of you out there that want to get, you know, you want to get a little bit Southwest conferency, you want to get a little pony express in your step. There is a route. I think so. Um, Yeah. That's just how it seems to me. Uh, when I read that quote, when I saw the player, my eyebrow certainly r- rose up a little bit. I was like, ah, oh, huh. If a That's donor feels Notre strongly too, about right, a dude? player. I'm sorry, what was the question? Like to say something well, – I mean, that's very Notre Dame too, right? To say this is, this is what this is on the surface, but I also have like three other ulterior motives <laughs> behind it. Uh, you know, kind of like – if you're not if you're not trying, uh, then you're dead, right? <laughs> so. I mean, kind of like uh, like like I don't know, having a uniform for a game in in Wisconsin and then saying that it's for Chicago. <laughs> yeah, just slap some stars on the back of the helmet and call it a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm never gonna not laugh about that, and I'm never gonna not laugh at. I think that makes Jude. Nobody you know, gets angry about that. It makes sense, you. though, because like the Green Bay Packers, fucking the Green Bay Packers own the Chicago Bears anyway. So what's the difference if it's a Packers uniform? <laughs> you will get no disagreement with me on that. <laughs> I just I just love the way Jude picks at that. Love it. Um, all right. What else? I mean, what else do we want to talk about? I mean, it just shit, man. There's. Do we cover? Do we do we do we really fly over it all? I thought you were pretty dismissive of the spring game. I thought. Uh... Uh, all right, so let's. All right, Brendan. Yeah, let's 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 not be dismissive. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it to you. Come up with some come up with some questions. Come up with some lines, like kind of like we do with preseason. Well. With, with all that, go ahead. I mean, just off the top I, of your head, I think young man. there's some important housekeeping to take care of. We are going to need to make our picks on the spring game. Um, <laughs> I think that that's absolutely something that we have to do. And we also have to discuss uh, 
players we expect to shine, right? I think that that's something that we got to get into as well. I, I, I do think that there is something to be gained from the spring game. Um, and I think first and foremost, the thing that w- what I'm looking for the most from the spring game is something that um, has been sort of lacking a little, not a little bit, a lot of bit. And certainly the Buckner thing takes out of it. But I think we need good vibes, man. I think that the spring game needs to be good vibes. Um, and I think that there needs to be a guy in the spring game that um, shows up and has people talking. I think that that is absolutely something going into the dead, the dead period of Notre Dame football, uh, you know, before summer camp, I guess it's fall camp, but it's, it's not summer. Um, I got the guy. I got the guy. I think, I think they need to, there needs to be somebody. I, I, I would imagine that it's a, a running back. Um, I'm interested to see what the running backs look like. Cause like you said, with all these spring games is they're always so run heavy, right? Yeah. But I mean, I, Look, I joked about it in the DMs, and but I there is something to it. I think that Drew Pine is somehow gonna fucking Tommy Rees the hell out of this. Yeah. And what I mean by that is Tommy Rees was never supposed to be a starting quarterback at Notre Dame. Never supposed to be one. And in a lot of ways, Drew Pine was never supposed to be a starting quarterback at Notre Dame. Just go look at just go look at how uh, how he that was recruited around Pine. He was not supposed to be a starter. Now we find ourselves in a spring, and what I have always considered kind of like a fake quarterback competition, like Buckner's QB one. And I I don't think you'll find too many people that would disagree with me on that one. Even the most the most notorious uh, Drew Pine lovers. I don't think Seymour, yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's my quarterback. It's my quarterback. And, but with this, there is a lot of opportunity to look good. Now, granted, the practice, the, the real practices are done, but for the fans. And so, you know, that first incompletion, that first incomplete, you know, interception or whatever that Buckner throws no matter what people are going to be screaming for the backup. And if pine puts a little more shine on himself in the spring, there's good. That is going to be a lot louder come the fall. And it could be a lot louder in Columbus. Um, although I'm not really too frightened of Ohio state's defense. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I just, I think, I just think there's something there. There's something about it, man. There's something, the, the way things have gone for Notre Dame has just been kind of like the quarterback that you didn't expect is ends up being the guy, right? Like even, like even to Sean Kaiser, right. Was not expected kinda to be a starter. Really not expected. You know, I mean, not, not much from us. And then all of a sudden such a terrible spring game. They thought about quitting and be, joining the baseball team. Was he yeah, third string yeah. coming out of spring? Oh God. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, Jude, can you make a can you make a, a a case for me how this spring game is enormous for Drew Pine and why he threw the banana on the steps and why yes. he threw the banana on the steps? Yeah. Well, we know why, but so like, is he, there here, 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 here's exactly why, right? Um, 
what he did in the limited time last year had people calling for him for quite a while. In fact, the in fact, once it was clear that Brian Kelly was going to do a two quarterback rotation with Cohn and, and Buckner and that Pine wasn't part of it, you still had people at every turn saying, Why why can't Drew Pine get reps? Like what I mean, I, I remember saying in a blowout game, why can't you give why can't you give Drew Pine some time? And you guys made a good argument about how you need Buckner ready just in case Cone went down. Um, you were very man, angry. For for some of us, Pine showed enough in those in that in that Wisconsin um, uh, Cincinnati games to for people to have good vibes about him to the point that if he came out and threw. Uh, 20 for 33 for 303 yards and three touchdowns or something like that during the spring game, you bet your bippy that if Tyler Buckner's struggling in Columbus uh, in the first quarter, there's going to be some lively chatter about Drew Pine. That's a heavy stat line for the spring game. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy. Not out of the realm, maybe in right. a less windy situation. And, and you know, look, look, the spring game is all about bullshit, right? Which is like, Justin Brent, I remember, caught a pass one time, and it was like the guys just stopped trying to tackle him. You know what I mean? It just so he got a twenty, whatever, six yard touchdown or whatever the number was. But like it was just, it was not a touchdown that would it would have been a touchdown in a regular season game, right? So that's what happens, right? Guys make little shake moves, and it's all about showing off and kind of being, you know, circusy and stuff like that. And having fun with it, right? And guys, if they miss a tackle, it's not like, especially if you're like a starter, it's probably not the end of the world. You know, you got to take it seriously, but you're also not trying to get hurt. So, yeah, could a guy break off an 85-yard, you know, a 10-yard catch and a 75-yard run and make Drew Pine's stats look better than they they absolutely deserve to be? Of course. Of course. I believe, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the – when people would ask for Pine last year, when they were pining for Pine last year, <laughs> I believe the thing that was um, uh, touted as one of the reasons why Drew Pine didn't get more game reps or chances in, in, in actual live games is because he didn't go through his progressions right. But I think the bigger part was he wasn't very good at practice. Um, and yeah, that, there look, are guys I, that are that way where they're gamers, right? Where it, they don't well, practice. Was he, well. I mean, I remember, I, I remember like, thinking that he was, that it was, that was, he came in and it was, especially Wisconsin was like, it was fun. It was tenacious or whatever. And then I heard it after the game. Well, the coaches reviewed the film and he graded out terribly. Like, and, and that's the thing is I don't, I just saw what I saw. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know, like I, I wasn't sitting there going, well, the ball placement on this, or it was his first read versus his third read, or he had this guy wide open. I, I didn't have access to the all 22. Like I was just sitting there watching a guy I thought come in under terrible circumstances and make yeah. the most of it. Um, so look, I, I've done this since the beginning. I trust that what the coaches, how the coaches evaluate and it didn't make a ton of sense to me, but at the same time I made peace with it because I thought, I'm not there for practice, and so I yes, I started to believe the narrative that that Pine was not was a practice was not a practice guy, and he was he was more of a gamer. And right now, they just needed two guys um, that did different things for the offense. And Drew Pine didn't do anything, didn't do the best of anything. He wasn't the best thrower. 
He wasn't the best completion. He wasn't the most accurate. He wasn't the best runner. I mean, that's the thing about Tommy Reese is like slag on him all you want. Oh, but the guy, the guy completed 60, 65 percent of his passes his first year. Yeah. I mean, it was just like the guy you could come in and expect him to throw an accurate ball. Look, the swag walk that Drew Pine had in the Wisconsin game back to the sidelines. It was fun. Is, is it in, well, it's an indelible image. And it's sure. look, it is not something that Jack Cohn was going to do. No. It was not something that Tyler Buckner was going to do. So there is, I mean, as far as like who does what differently, Pine is just a little bit more of a fucking fighter. He's a red. I mean, like, yeah. As far as far as the uh, as the persona and the image goes, he's just a little bit more of of a of of a fighter. The way the way things look, and not to say that Tommy Rees was ever cocky, but you all, but Tommy just kept getting knocked down and getting back up. And I'm not talking about sacks. I'm talking about Everything. I mean, everything, the fucking fans, the, the you know, a bad red zone interception, the cabbie, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> the, the, the police. Yeah. It just, just Reese just stayed the course and just, and end up making a, a pretty good career uh, at Notre Dame. I mean, good enough where he is now the offensive, a well-paid offensive coordinator. Now um, it, from a time where he wasn't supposed to even be, be there at Notre Dame. I mean, honestly. So I think Pine's was got a little bit of that. Today? He wasn't. He's his day off, Jude. Are you saying that he he was supposed was, to be at Monmouth there was with his 30, girlfriend? There were thirty-seven, 37 reasons. <laughs> so thirty-seven in a row. Also, the number of Junior Jabby. If you want to put that together. <laughs> if if Drew Pine has a good day, right? Yes. That almost certainly means that the wide receivers, I mean, I mean, of course it, it would mean probably Michael Mayer had a very good day too, but that would mean most at least likely. one or most likely two of the wide receivers flash. Or we're having a five alarm fire about the defensive backs this year. And we're really concerned. Well, our starting defensive like really backs concerned. out. And as, as yeah. these games go, um, yeah. you know, they're, but also Clarence Lewis is getting torched and you know what I mean? Like, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get, but I guess if he's, if he's like, going against the, you're, the you're saying it's, Oh God, it's Cam Hart and a bunch of Jags. That's what you're but saying. But let's right? say he torches the gold team, right? Uh, he's throwing passes to, um, uh, brain Lindsay and brain Lindsay's, you know, catching bombs. I mean, he's torching Jaden Mickey, Philip Riley, Jalen, Jaden Bellamy, right? That that's more like what we're talking about. I see. I feel it. I just so, don't think there's any. You know, the other thing wins. is, what is it? What does it mean if he's if he's just like a Kaiser no show or Jerkovic, right? I I guess it just means. Well, I guess then I'm very interested to see how Angeli plays how that. Heels. <laughs> right. <laughs> want to see yeah. how he heals. Uh, I'd like to see how he heals. Um, I also then would. Uh, you know, then then it really becomes apparent that it is Buckner or bust, um, which isn't a great position which to go is into. Terrible position. Well, because Buckner is not proven that now he that, can remain healthy. But I mean, can we? I mean, I and I I know this is going to be. I mean, can we completely sell you know sell out Angeli at this point? No, no. He's a true freshman getting a spring, so I'm not. And, there's no part of me that is saying that he should be starting or any, or be second on the depth chart or any of that noise. 
all I'm saying is he's there in the spring right now as a true freshman. He's going to get, he has all this spring. He's going to have fall. So if something happens to Buckner, say he tweaks an ankle because pine left a fucking banana peel out on the Buckeye 50 yard line <laughs> and pine goes out there and just cannot get it done. Who's to say that Angelic just can't come in there and direct the offense. I mean, we don't know. Oh, I mean, the, of, of all the oh, four-star quarterbacks, game. right? And Matt Campbell just signed the first four-star quarterback <laughs> in Iowa State history. <laughs> so yeah, these are both four-star quarterbacks. Up. We're just like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, so, I mean, like, Angeli's a guy that I think to definitely keep an eye on. Not that I expect him to do a whole lot um, at the spring game, but I definitely want to see him. I want to see what's going on um, with him and, and how he moves uh, moves around in the pocket, how he directs the offense. Um, so I got, I mean, that thing is, that's pretty interesting to me because that is just, I guess spring games can be good for, you know, trying to see what your, your next situation is, right? Like what, ha- if this happens, what, you know, what might be there? It's not really to hype up your top guys. It's, to, you know, finding out who you're, who's coming in next, you know, who's that next, you know, who's the next man up, uh, and all that stuff. So I don't know. Look, it's a huge recruiting weekend for Notre Dame, right? Something we didn't talk about was just like the sheer amount of visitors that Notre Dame has coming to South Bend uh, for the spring game. And I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to give the, uh, a great, the great listing of names uh, mm-hmm. here on who is visiting. Um, give you, here it is. Five-star Keon Keeley. Four-star Brennan Vernon, four-star DB Peyton Bowen, which is important. Yeah. Four-star defensive back Aiden Schuler, four-star linebacker Drake Bowen, four-star running back Cedric Irvin, four-star linebacker Preston Zinter. Those are all current Notre Dame 2023 commitments. Yes. So um, also guys who were uh, a trio of guys that are going to be up there in the 2022 class. Um, that'll be enrolling in June, our tight end Holden stays tight end, Eli Raritan, um, who please get better. Cause I think Eli Raritan could be a, a key component come like October, um, and offensive tackle, uh, Emil Wagner, uh, as far as flat out recruits, guys, you're looking to, to get the commitments from for 2023, we got five-star, uh, safety, Caleb Downs, four-star wide receiver, Rodney Gallagher. Four-star running back Jaden Lamar, four-star offensive lineman Austin uh, Siverveld, four-star offensive lineman Monroe Freeling, four-star offensive lineman um, Sullivan Absher, four-star cornerback Christian Gray, four-star wide receiver Jaden Greathouse, and that's your 2023 guys. And out of that, out of those guys I just listed out, I would say probably. Gallagher, Lamar, uh, Siraveld, and Absher are probably guys to keep on commitment watch. Like maybe not Sunday night, uh, but you know, shortly after their visit. If you're looking for like, who's going to commit uh, out of the spring game, there's a, there's probably three or four guys there that you can keep an eye on. Um, Caleb Downs is going to be more of a long game. Um, Christian Gray commits in July fourth, uh, I think. Which I'm everybody. I hear his interests are very singular, by the way. 
Who, Christian Grace? Yeah. How so? Uh, somebody will get it. Go on. Is this is this possibly a Fifty Shades of Grey? Uh, <laughs> it <reference>? certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm sad that I got that. So, <laughs> I, I, Brendan, yeah. How much? How many drafts do you have ready to go? For this, oh, the me, if if they get Christian Grey, just like <laughs> the memes are are going to be out of control. Really <laughs> and you're ready for that? Oh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and look, I, I normally dismiss like the next cycle uh, because it's just like I got there's too much going on, and that's this. It isn't my job to be Tom Loy. Uh, Better but not say the name. Say what name? The name that shall not be spoken on this podcast. I'm not sure which name that is. <laughs> I mean, um, there's, there's quite a list. <laughs> <laughs> there is a long list, but. Uh, I, I do want I do want to, you know, make notice of like what Marcus Freeman. I mean, there there's a whole different recruiting vibe up there. Uh, so just to let you know as well, for the 2024 class, five star DB Peyton Woodward Woodyard, who Notre Dame is, uh, they're in with. They're they're definitely in the running there. Uh, Four star athlete Emmett Mosley, which yes, that Emmett Mosley, uh, and four star linebacker Kingston. Vilamau Asua or Asa, sorry. Uh, and then you got uh, some guys who are unranked here for 2024 cornerback Eli Bowen, running back Davion Gauss, uh, defensive back Marquise Galagos. Um, it's a, it's a night. It's a, it's not great. Like that's a manageable list, but it's a lot. <clears throat> like you got a lot of help with your commit, your commits. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. So you got seven commitments and three guys who are enrolling in June. So 10 guys out of that list are either dialed in or up, you know, dialing it all the way in uh, to kind of help out with the, with the rest of the crowd. So it's time to impress. I mean, I would love to get, <clears throat> I would love for Notre Dame to come out of the spring game and get, you know, three, four commitments. And maybe that's what Mr. Uh, Mr. James is talking about. Maybe it's maybe it's not Dante Moore. Is there anybody that you have a, a sneak like if they were to get one guy out of this weekend, who's the one guy you would pick as being the. Oh, Caleb Downs, for sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not like not the dream, um, but like realistically speaking, who's the one guy? Because I mean, Caleb Downs, I mean, that. Yeah, that's gonna take a that's, bit. That, that's that's, uh, a, that's a different conversation. But like, who do you who do you see as somebody who could actually or might actually pull the trigger? Well, I mean, which one of the offensive linemen does Michigan want the most? Is the one I want to <laughs> commit to the most. Because right, I mean, honestly, because I am really feeling the Michigan angst right now. Uh, feeling it. Feeling it uh, over over everything that's going on, um, and just the simple fact that there is a crystal ball for Notre Dame for a man named C J. No, stop. It will never. For Notre Dame, I just I am just the world is spinning around me. I mean, I don't even care really at this point if Notre Dame gets him or not. I just love that there is a crystal ball in there for him. It's driving him fucking nuts. 
And the fact, and the fact that there isn't a whole lot of Michigan fans on these boards that are, that are as adamant as Brendan, that car is, is ultimately going to land in Ann Arbor is just even better. Cause that means they're, they are broken. Oh, they're they are bro- a broken fan base. Yeah. Yeah. The other recruiting trail there right now, they feel broken. Um, and that's good. I think it's maybe, I think it's, uh, Saraveld. That's the, that might be the, the key one for them, but, uh, maybe it's Absher. Either way, I mean, just whatever's going to piss Michigan off the most would be the fu- would be the funnest. Um, so, just my own personal feeling there. What about you, Brent? You got you got an eye. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Lamar is a guy I kind of expect to commit after the weekend. I mean, he's going to be excited. It's a running back. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's going to see a lot of running back action at the spring game. He's already he's already been considered a really heavy Notre Dame lean, um, so you know, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I think if if there's going to be a guy, it probably is going to be Jaden Lamar, right? Because and that would go in line, sort of with um, you know, with the the guys who are going to commit. I think that if there's going to be guys that commit this weekend, it'd probably be offensive players. Um, and Absher's the the tackle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That would uh, that would be some good vibes. Everybody remain healthy. Um, somebody offensively flash and do something cool and um, grab two or three verbal commitments. Please no silent commitments. Silent commitments aren't real. <laughs> silent commitments are not real. They are not real. They are like they are like birds. They are like birds and eyes. Uh, eyes also. Social commitments. Uh, oh my god! Right, it was. Uh, oh. I believe it was Jaden Smith that says, "Can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real?" Very deep, deep thoughts. Uh, I'm going to ponder that uh, at some point, and it's going to be in a room that uh, that contains a bath. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the spring game weekend, there's, you know, all sorts of stuff going on uh, up and around Notre Dame, you know, with the with alumni coming in. Jude mentioned the Irish Players Club, which, by the way, uh, quick side note, none of the none of the stuff with the fund um, means that anybody is like. If, if you didn't know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame players, Notre Dame student athletes are free to like use all venues, the Irish Players Club, the. The NBC thing, marketplace, mogul, uh, the fund, you know, all that stuff. They're all free to do whatever they want, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, but one of the other traditions that obviously I think I get a lot of heat for, for my opinion, probably on the level of my Navy game should be dropped is the fact that this shirt is basically annually a, a rag uh wrapped up with a receipt. Um, yeah. Still uh, just, Do you uh, I, terrible, how, what uh, what size should I get your year. kids, by the way? Uh they're all triple X. Oh, okay. 
I mean, I'm, I'm going to need some material for a parachute. Uh, <laughs> Do we have a, what's your prediction for the color of the shirt, man? This is the, well, I was going to tweet about this, but, uh, uh, I opted against speaking about the shirt. Gold, you know, gold might they, be the way. Well, they did a they did a teaser video, right? The, yeah, where they the, went through all the shirts and like the special guests and you know Marcus Freeman, but one of the special guests was Father Pete. And so, with Father Pete, shirts made black this year. Are they gonna have? Are they? No. Are they gonna have a collar with on a, it? with a white collar? No, I thought maybe the vet like so. I. What vestments are we in right now? We're in white. Yeah. So would they actually go white for no. a season? Or no. No, I no, think no. they should go or, purple. <laughs> but well, well, could be a choice. During the season, the vestments are green. And in that video, Father Pete puts on a green vestment. Look, if the fucking shirt has the the people that run that have any sense whatsoever, they won't change. They, it'll be green. It'll be it, green. But but I've said that every year, and they a lot of years they don't have any sense. And I don't know. So I don't really have a prediction per se, other than just some things I noticed. The Father Pete thing intrigued me, and yeah, Jude, black was certainly one that I thought about. And I'm like, I just I don't know how you get away with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you, you, you yeah. have to worry about all those hot summer days that you would have in the beginning. Uh, wait a second. I think some, I think some people would probably it'd be like almost brown by the time the season rolled around. <laughs> 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 it matched the, the non-existing dirt that isn't a Notre Dame stadium anymore. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't it upset the racist? I'm, I'm very confused. <laughs> the, the racist? Yeah. The racist. Would it upset them? Probably. Yeah. So I mean, anything I, I was, that upsets was, racists, you should do. I was told that there was racists, and we and we needed to, we needed to flush them out. And so, a black T-shirt with a black head coach, and playing a playing a black FCS or HBCU next year. I, I mean, I can I like tell it, you why that would be a terrible idea? Um, <laughs> like it it. So the color needs to be something that pops. And I just imagined the student section just being this black hole, uh, <laughs> not exactly popping for a night. Yeah, like Purdue, Purdue does the blackouts, right? And they just, they never pop. It just looks like an even worse hole in West Lafayette than what it is. Actually, <laughs> if you want popping, white white does actually make sense, right? Cause it does. It does. And a lot of old boomers will just wear a white I shirt. Mean, listen, yeah. I think white's in play. I think white is definitely in play. Well, They've never had a white shirt. Never have had a white shirt, I don't believe. No, no, I don't believe Catholics so versus convicts, I don't think, is canonically of the shirt. No, it is not. No, it is not. I think it, it could be in play. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a camel. It's going to have fucking shit on both sleeves, <laughs> something on the front, something on the back, eight oh, fonts, some cheesy fucking saying that's hidden messages no like the number yeah. of jets in there. There's 18 I mean, they, stripes. It's going to be a Dan Brown novel wrapped in a fucking graphic tee. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. um, the players are it's, wearing it's, it's 20 terrible. and 22. We're all have to figure out. Is that, is that Cebu Flemister? <laughs> I just hope they go back to rise and strike. Uh, 
Oh gosh. I drink too much coffee, piss yellow. <laughs> no, no, the rise of strike was flesh. Yeah, well, it was like a like a Weiss's Jerry Faust first pants. Year, it was Jerry Faust pants. Weiss's first year was uh the yellow. the cheesy Joe Theismann, the spirit of Notre Dame could light up the world or whatever the hell. Yeah. And that was the piss that was the C A P. Which it might come back. Actually, like like a suggestion to the T shirt committee. Go to Homefield, homefieldapparel.com, <laughs> and there is a wonderful shirt of any color of your choosing, and just make that the shirt. How about the Clashmore Mike shirt? You want to go gold? There is a beautiful gold shirt right there with a handsome pup that just screams Notre Dame tradition, one of the most popular shirts at Homefield. People that aren't Notre Dame fans are rocking this thing. They could do that. I mean, don't you think, Jude? There's a there's a good enough selection there. Strike a deal with Homefield for the, uh, you know, for the charity, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if you don't like what the shirt's offering, head on over to Homefield, homefieldapparel.com. They are dropping schools left and right uh, right now. I am really excited, Brennan. Bo Morgan is going to drop a Morgan shirt. Yeah. Fucking Are you going to get one for Bo? Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see, I have not seen the collection itself, uh, but I've, I got, I got the email a couple weeks ago about, anyways, I want to see what they got. And I am definitely going to pick out one, if not two, cause it's not Navy. Um, Are you saying that because so Carrie won't hear you and, and uh, threaten divorce again? Yeah, she's right outside the door, too. So um, <laughs> <laughs> she can't hear you guys. Uh, but, yeah, I am I mean, just super excited about uh, the Air Force one coming out. Uh, uh, Mike Golick has got a, a thick, uh, thick six team uh, shirt coming out. So exciting stuff. All offseason home field apparel refreshes. I'm just waiting for the Eastern Brick Dick. Um <laughs> and we'll get this thing over with. Uh, but I mean, that I think that's the thing that I get the most shit for is obviously when I start trashing the shirt, it, it it's proportions. Like I trash Navy that people say, no, know your history. I trash the shirt for being an ugly piece of rack, you know, rack shit. It's for charity. Like, I don't know that. But again, I say, if charity is that important to you, just cut them a check. They'll get more from your check than they will from the t-shirt sale, and you won't have to wear an ugly-ass shirt. But I'm not going to try to talk you out of it this year. I promise. Hell, I'll even put the shirt up on the site. <laughs> but I'm just... Josh, what, is it? what if it's camo this year? Oh, boy. Oh, you buy it. I, I, I'm going to ask, where are the hoodies? Where are the crew necks? <laughs> Where just let's let's go all in, and I hope it. I would hope it would be like the most corniest of camos, like just the worst, uh, worst version of it. Just would be amazing. I don't know. Are they, are they still doing the uh, the Friday unveiling? Yeah, Friday. This oh, Friday. Yeah. I'm excited. I think I think uh, Marcus Freeman should wear purple pants. I think so too. Oh my god. 
Well, I think it would, be a, it would be the subtlest troll, and it would be great. Well, Brian Kelly already set the precedent. I mean, we're purple pants. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. And he and those are the purple pants that he ended up wearing when he was announced as LSU coach, right? Or am I just making that up? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been. Are you? I don't know. It seems, that seems I don't know. Let's make I'm, that canon. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Let's it, make that canon. It, it, so, sh- so shall it be written, so shall it be done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are the same purple pants. For sure. He knew back then. Fucking traitor. <laughs> what year was that? I was Jalen Smith came. Uh it was back. a it was a year. So I think it was sixteen, right? Um it was a green shirt. Oh, it was a green shirt, then sixteen was a blue shirt, right? It was uh two thousand eighteen. Oh wow, is that okay? Really? So they just beat LSU in the fucking citrus bowl. Yeah. And he's rocking the Joker pants. Yes, he is. Okay. So Brian Kelly is two and zero against LSU at that point. Mm. He's uh, he's good at defeating LSU. Let's hope he uh, keeps defeating them. <laughs> <laughs> I can beat this SEC team. Oh my goodness, That's, it's not going to go away. As much as I wanted it to, it's just it's not going to go away until the season gets here. Um. I mean, did we talk about Coach? We haven't talked about Coach O showing up. Yeah. The fact that the fact that people just don't really understand what exactly was going on uh, with him having a couple of kids. Get, hey, it's the it's the privileged life you live uh, when you got money, a national championship ring, and people that like you, uh, regardless if you want to screw their wives or not. Um, yeah, that's the. Uh that's kind of the thing is there were a lot of people standing for coach O um, who I, I'm not sure they obviously don't understand. Um, what if Dabo did that? What if Dabo did that? I don't know, man. Um, what if Matt Campbell did that? I mean, urban Meyer, just grinded on a chick at a bar, which is no, no, despicable. no, no. To, to urban, to urban, not to defend urban. He just sat in that chair, dog. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same thing as, um, you know, coach O taking, uh, you know, post-sex selfies with some girl 40 years younger than him, which he did, which he did. Um, or like trying to uh, trying to hook up with a pregnant woman, um, married pregnant woman, and you know she said uh, that she was pregnant and married. He said, "Why does that matter?" Good guy. Good guy. People like him. Yeah, People I think like it's him. hilarious. But like, let's not pretend like he's a saint or would be, you know. I just thought it was funny with some circles of people who were praising him. I was like, well, you obviously don't know his uh, less than savory history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do uh, I mean, how does Freeman, do they just let him come up just because of the whole LSU thing? Now I didn't know this, and but I listened to uh, the split zone duo, which kind of had a, a not so great take on this. That I won't get into, but um I mean, I think Godfrey and Johnson are uh, kind 
kind of wrong about most things with Notre Dame anyways, but anyways, uh, Uh, but God damn, I've totally lost my train of thought here. Uh, when I started thinking about social duo. Bad, well, bad takes. That's, that's bad radio. Well, yeah, bad takes is um, certainly one of them. No, 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 no. They have but just, bad takes, just like right? the whole, the whole LSU thing. Like, like you just, Oh, coach. O is, uh, this is what I was getting to. He is still on contract with LSU because of a mutual lawsuit, a title nine suit. Yeah. against LSU and Coach O. So technically he is still under contract down there making the venture up to South Bend to hang out for not one day, not two days, but an entire week. Um, it's just, there's a whole lot of Brian Kelly just doesn't, is not going to leave this universe. Like he didn't, you just don't spend 12 years on Notre Dame's campus and then not as the head coach and, and not be like, the world still kind of revolves around that a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, did, did does he just come? Is he just up there because because of LSU and BK? Like, if Brian Kelly went to fucking coach for the Chicago Bears, is Ogeron up in South Bend last week? And it was kind of curious that he came up right after BK had, um, you know, the article come out and all that stuff too. Yeah, and it's like. The public, you know, him taking questions from the media and give a speech the to la- the team. Well, oh. yeah. When's the last? When's the last time Notre Dame just had like a vi- like I had a visitor up there that held a fucking press conference? Jude, do you have any idea? <laughs> no, because there has been right a coach with no no possible association to the University of Notre Dame. Right. There's there's absolutely nothing. The closest you could get was that he's uh, he's coached against them several he's times, coached against them when yeah. he was at USC. Miami. Yeah. Miami. He tried to he LSU. tried to hire Marcus Freeman. He tried to hire. Failed. Yeah, that's it. That's the connection. I don't, it just it's straight. I mean, like, what was it? Three, four years ago when Clemson came up to South Bend and mm-hmm. the coaching staffs. Oh, did a, the recruiting uh, powwow. Yeah, did the recruiting powwow? There was no press conference. No, I don't think that they had. Did Dabo speak to Tony, the team? Tony Tony Elliott was an wasn't impassioned, uh, impassioned speech to the to Notre Dame's team. Well, I don't. Well, one Dabo didn't make that trip. <laughs> did Tony Elliott give an impassioned speech yeah. or Brett Venables? Uh, like I know y'all are gonna win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it was just, it's just it's such a strange thing. Such a strange thing. <laughs> uh, maybe we should expect more of that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, was, man, I don't know. Is there anything else throughout the week? The last two weeks. I mean, it's been a minute since we, we got to hang out. I mean, with, with Humphrey and, and Jack, you know, fucking fighting over the airwaves. Is there uh is there some sort of uh oh, well we're ha- well, I guess we'll have another podcast before the NFL draft, right? Because yeah. it doesn't start until um yeah. not 28th. Not tomorrow as you were listening to this, but actually a, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, it's the 28th. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh Yeah, I think we'll I'm, get I'm, into I'm, that. I'm officially over all these nonsense takes about 
basically every player, but mostly the ones I pay attention to are about Kyle Hamilton. So uh, Kyle Hamilton's finding himself in like Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Like, I saw him mocked right out to the the Texans. Now. He's down to fourteen now. He is uh, the mock. The mockers are uh, they're dropping him like a stone. And yeah, the mockers don't. You know, know shit. what? They sure don't. Yeah, they don't know shit. That's why every mocker it, it, that there's been, right? Like uh, Mike Mayock, how'd he do out in Oakland? Um, how'd Matt Millen do out in Detroit? Well, it's funny because uh, Mayock's mock used to be really good, but yeah, uh, he, he sucked as a GM. So, well, that's the. I think that's the point. So, it's like, oh, you were that was the point you're making. I'm, I'm yeah. bad. My bad. Okay. Look, Kyle. Hamilton I know Greg. I know Greg he's is at falling, home. He's not falling below eleven. So let's let's stop with the nonsense. Greg is at home right now and and just, you know, enjoying his life inside of his home, um, not going anywhere, paying attention to everything else inside of his home. And I just I know Greg's listening and I just want him to tie himself to his chair right now. Tie yourself down, Greg. To his home chair, right? To his. Yes. To the, the chair that is inside of his uh, very guarded home. Yeah. Sit down. Tie yourself up. There is a small part of me that really wants Kyle to drop all the way down to whatever team is going to help his career the most. Maybe pick As, 22. I pick, <laughs> or, pick, or pick a certain pick. guy from I, Central Michigan is mocked instead of a certain guy from. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the glow for Notre Dame for having a top 10 pick is great, but it's also fleeting. Right, like it's it's just a number, and it's it's not a first round guy is a first round guy. Now, it was fun, you know. I mean, it was a great stat with you know with Nelson and and McGlinchey, you know, both won the top ten. But it's just not like it's not a hardcore thing. What really helps out Notre Dame more than anything else is actual having real success in the league, not just draft position. And I think that's the one thing. Like Notre Dame's got they've they've had plenty of players drafted over the years, but they haven't had quite as many success stories in the league. Now we just scolded the fucking idiots from the, uh, from the Woodward corner Woodward pod or whatever about their takes about Notre Dame players. And they were absolutely stupid, uh, mainly because they just could not ever get the name, um, Harrison Smith out of their fucking mouths. No, but I guess I am just more all for success for Kyle Hamilton. Yes, best possible success for him, and not just for him, but the teams like a team that's actually going to be playing for something, and he's doing well. Like that, I think is more important to the program than him going to the fucking Lions. Like Uh, I would feel awful if he went to the Washington Commanders and had to play for Dan Snyder. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Play for Dan Snyder. I mean, well, I suppose, but he does. I mean, he's on his payroll, and Dan Snyder would do everything in his power to just fuck him over eventually. Um, I mean, what was the tie? What was the tie-in that we had there? Every every NFC East team, not the Eagles, would be a would be a terrible connection. So, I saw one mock that had him at eighteen to the Eagles. I, that's, that's I'd love him to fall to the Steelers and put him with Minka Fitzpatrick back there. That'd be. Yo, <laughs> I'm very worried your Steelers are falling in love with Malik Willis a little too hard. So. 
Uh, I think that that uh, I don't think that you're wrong. And if the if the Lions pick him at two, then literally the Lions should lose their franchise. That's what I'm saying. I don't disagree with that sentiment either. But that is the Detroit Lions. They will draft a wide receiver uh, in the first round in the top ten back to back years. They don't care. Yeah. I uh. I remember a certain draft where there was a man who could throw 75 yards from his knees. Would that be Jamarcus? Uh, would that be Jamarcus? Man, the or, LSU on this podcast is just its so purple hazy. It's bleeding through. And I'm, you know, I'm wearing my Georgia between the hedges uh, home field shirt right now. Uh, but I did wear my I did wear my LSU Saturday, <laughs> Saturday nights of Death Valley yesterday. <laughs> So <laughs> it is very purpley around here. Look, I know that. Yeah, I, I know mean, that, uh, just fall in love with a guy with a fucking strong arm and all. I just there's two. Before we got to the combine and all that stuff, the common look at the common outlook of this quarterback class was mediocre, right? Not a great quarterback class. No. Yeah. It. Yet here we go again, another NFL draft where. Just because of the position, all of a sudden quarterbacks that absolutely 100% should not be drafted in the first round are being talked about as top 10 picks. And but look, you can't I talk about a safety being in the top 10, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, I've seen this dance before. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. I've seen it. Was it? Was it Jamarcus that was wearing the Cosby sweater, or was it Troy Smith? <laughs> uh, Troy Smith would seem pretty in line. I think it was Troy Smith that was wearing the Cosby sweater, maybe. But Jamarcus wore like a big, ill-fitting suit, if I recall. Yeah. I, I well, no, I was thinking about there was a coin flip at a game. Oh, definitely uh, Jamarcus. Yeah, Jamarcus wore one. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> was that and Al Davis was still alive when they picked Jamarcus, of course, right? Yeah, yeah, that was why they picked him. Yeah, I mean, he's one foot in a grave, one foot on a banana peel, but yeah, like, uh, oh, what's his face, the wide receiver from Maryland that they took? Oh, uh, what was what was his name? Because he was fast, two. he ran like a four three Darius forty. Darius uh, Bay, yeah, yeah, Bay. Al Davis. At least, at least when Al Davis is alive, though, you can predict the Raiders draft. Yeah, like you just yeah. Like, fast combine score and who's available. Find the rugs. <laughs> you just knew. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Greg, um, inside your home, uh, armed to the teeth to defend what's yours and your property. I am just, I just want Kyle to go to the right place. So I am not going to be overly concerned about uh, where he goes, as much as he is deserving of a top 10 top five pick because I believe he is. And I dismiss this whole notion of premium position, not safety, not being a premium position uh, as the league just continues to evolve anyways. Uh, whatever. Whatever. How much is Kyle going to hate Cincinnati? If, if Detroit takes sauce Gardner at two. Oh, right. Like, there's, a, there's a heavy hate to Cincinnati for, from Kyle as it is. Like he shows up to that game at Nippert, right? Just to boo him? Yeah, like he's like he's gonna. 
He's going to do whatever he can to be there. I hope the uh, Giants take some. Yeah, we'll get it. Or... You should. <laughs> right? I said that in the lowest. The, lowest re- <laughs> the residents. He's so not going to get there. Greg, who's sitting very comfortably in his own home, will not hear me. I want to burn down my house. <laughs> Uh, I think he's. Uh, I think your house is already fucked, Jude. Yeah. I think. I think. Uh, I just don't. I don't. I don't see uh, Greg leaving the comfort of of his home to come to my home. So that's the no, goodness. no, no. He's got a good spot. In, he's got a good spot. House. Yeah. Very, very, very safe and secure. Yes. Very secure. Very armed to the teeth. Uh, with uh, multiple the alarm systems. Fight. Yes. Cameras everywhere. And the pit bulls too. I thought the pit bulls were an interesting. Yeah, addition. the pit bulls were an interesting call. Yeah, I did the moat. Uh, the moat is what did it for me. Oh, like, the moat was pretty cool. Yeah, the moat yeah. was pretty cool. What was dope. What was yeah. dope. That was good. Yeah, like, I like put I, the I pit, pit bulls put in there. water wings so they could float in the moat. I thought that was nice. <laughs> the sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. I mean, that was innovative man. Uh, <laughs> Greg. Greg is not beyond the use of technology. I mean, look how he made his name with his finger pointing at a screen. <laughs> What you didn't know was that he was actually putting in a secure code <laughs> that was trapping you exactly in a, pa- in a panic. Exactly. It's very, it's very tricky. Very tricky. Very, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the best thing about Greg's house is the torture chambers uh, in the in the seven floors underneath his house. Those are those are dope as well. I was very, I was very surprised that Amy Gre- at Greenlit that expense, but uh, good on her. Good on her for the yeah. For allowing the torture chambers to happen. All right. Well, I think we covered an amazing amount very did you, quickly. Did you I see hope the, we did not. Did you see the best of Zillow? Did you see the best of Zillow? Uh, it was in Michigan, wasn't it? Or was it Wisconsin? Brendan, help me out here. Oh, are you talking about the new the Michael's, uh, Michael's Got a Muck listing? Did you yeah, see the one where it was like, uh, welcome to Pound Town. Welcome to Pound Town above the, above the bed. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> So it's like, okay, totally normal looking house on the outside. Like looks like it's, it could be in any, any like wooded area and was and basically in the Midwest. Right. And then on the inside, it looks like a Michael's absolutely threw up in it. Like it's got the pillows. It's like live, laugh, you know, love. All yeah. That. Live, laugh, love. Exactly. Like this kitchen is for dancing. Uh, it's a sign over the sink, um, <laughs> you know, and it's just like in this house, we, you know, like those kind of signs or whatever. And then there's a picture of the master bedroom and there's a like a banner and it says, welcome to pound town. And it was just so good. It was just so funny. <laughs> and it's just like, who's the realtor that's like, yeah, just go take pictures there. And then the guy's like, uh, take them exactly. Don't don't move anything well, like no, I'm moving. Anything. If you're the realtor, well, though, it worked. It it's like the work. house that, that house in Ohio that had the whole 50 shades of gray. Yeah, thing going there, on. Uh, I think it was one in Pennsylvania. A sex dungeon in it. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Maybe it was it was Pennsylvania. Maybe yeah. they're not as kinky in Ohio, I suppose. It's just like, okay. Well, man, I I wonder if we like, get a well. My uh, my neighbor outside. put her house up for sale, and I had never been inside that house. And so you looked, I, didn't you? I definitely went and looked at the listing and looked inside, and was like, oh, okay, that's what that looks like. Oh, that's interesting. So. I guess I just never really thought of how popular the whole Zillow thing was. Uh, 
until I caught my wife, like just constantly looking at houses on it. Like we can't even afford that. What the hell? And then I start seeing like entire like social media accounts, TikTok accounts or like that, that just like, you guys got to look at this. And it's just going over some of the craziest Zillow shit. Like this is good entertainment. Like they could make an actual like show out of like, out of this, like, a you know, I'd watch that over any more fixer upper type shows. That seems like more fun than watching a show that means that I have to do some work. Did you see the man that bought uh, Tom Tom Brady's uh, last touchdown ball for five hundred eighteen thousand dollars? Just reveal himself. Who was reminds it? me of, there, <laughs> some dude named Ron Furman. It reminds <laughs> me of uh, <laughs> when Homer comes. You say Furman? Furman. Furman. F I R M A N. Racist. That's a racist and, name. No, no, that's Furman. F U R M A N. That's what I thought you said. Furman. That's a racist no, name. F I R. Yeah. That reminds <laughs> me of that season one episode of The Simpsons where Homer comes home and he doesn't realize that uh, the kids have uh, successfully uh, tied up the uh, a notorious babysitting like vandal or strangler or something. And uh, he lets him go, lets her go, and pays extra money. And then on the television, they interview him, and it says Homer Simpson, local boob. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Ron Fiermer feels, I'm sure. <clears throat> oh yeah. Like they, uh, don't trust Tom Brady. Don't ever trust. He went to Michigan for God's sakes. Why would you ever trust him? I don't care about Super Bowl rings. Don't trust him. Oh, the auction house boy did the sale. Wow. Yeah, That's they did. Extremely lucky. Well, I mean, it's 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 smart on their part because it keeps. I mean, you got a name to uphold. You can't let Tom Brady crash your name, dude. Yeah. Wow. You can't you can't ruin a good name like like a Mike Jeffries. You know what I mean? Ruining. Hey, speaking the, speaking of which, I'm talking, it, to, I'm talking to two Tigers fans. What, what do you think Miggy's three thousand fall would go for? More than an IPC uh, membership, I would think. Right? I think so. What is he at? Two nine nine. Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't get it tonight, did he? he fucking I, lost another one of the Yankees. Uh, I so I got another right. morning. Yeah, I got another morning of listening to my son. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not good. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up, Jude. Outside of. Uh, of uh, 3,000 balls um, outside of <laughs> listings, outside of, of the Simpsons and boobs. Uh, what else you got left in the tank? Well, it's just going to remind you that um, that Brandon Hoy still remains in a, a San Diego County jail. Um, he, his next court appearance is, is April 28th. Uh, he's been there for quite a while. Um, we're not currently doing anything for Brandon. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not thinking about Brandon and, and hoping for the best. And um, I know that there's going to be a lot going on in your lives for the next couple of days with, uh, with blue gold excitement and whatever else is, you know, you're preparing for May Day or whatever. But, uh, you know, keep Brandon and, and, and his family in your prayers um, as, he, as he heads back to court. And if there's an update to be shared, then I will surely share it. Excellent. Also, preseason for the WNBA, and we have 10 Notre Dame players in the WNBA now. 
which is very cool. Maya Dodson uh, got drafted in the third round by the Phoenix Mercury. And it's funny because you you say to yourself, third round, that's awesome. But actually, uh, there's only three rounds in WNBA drafts because they really, because of salary cap issues, don't carry a lot of players. So there's actually a chance that she doesn't stick with the team. But having said that, right now, 10 players on rosters. And it was the first uh, first Notre Dame player in a couple of years that had been drafted after a uh, after all five well, I mean, drafted in the 2019. Yeah, draft. yeah. I mean, you you were gonna you're gonna have a little dip after that, I, I would imagine. But it, <laughs> so it took a couple of years they got one. Yeah, they were on their way. They they were in the uh, in need of some uh, transfer portal action themselves. It seems like. Uh, yeah, Sam Brunell announced that she's going to. Um, Virginia. Uh, Virginia. And then um, what's her face just announced uh, DePaul today, right? So, God. Yeah, and Anya Peoples Blank. is going Anya to. Anya Peoples. She's going to DePaul? I think that's what she said, DePaul, yeah. Okay. There, there's another one I was thinking of. I don't know. All right, yeah. I, I, I was convinced Sam Burnell was on her way to West Lafayette, but she went oh, back home instead. That's funny because as soon as she announced every – whose fan was in her dimensions being like, come back home. So apparently yeah, oh, yeah. had quite the relationship with the coaching staff of Virginia. So I guess I'm not a bit surprised. Nope. Jay Wright announced his retirement. I don't know that I have really anything to say about that, but 21 years. That's crazy. Well, go, go get them players. They got 11 days to get in the portal. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. I, I would imagine probably a handful of those guys will. Uh, you go to the site if you're a Notre Dame basketball fan, as you should be. Uh, Pat got a really nice, uh, nice piece up about you know our roster departures, uh, who's coming back, the transfer portal, who's going to be on the you know who's what's the rotation going to be like next year. He's got a, a very very good article up on the site right now. Um, I highly recommend you go check that out. There's going to be some movement here soon. Um, I think we're done with the departures for Notre Dame. Uh, unless something happens in the next 11 days. Uh, but now it's time to start locking guys up uh, for next season. So JJ Starling and, um, Oh, and, uh, uh, was it Vin Allen Lubin? A couple of guys on the uh, final top 100 for ESPN uh, incoming freshman coming in. So we'll see. Brendan, my friend, what do you got left in the tank? Uh, I'm excited to uh, to get down to South Bend for this game this weekend. Uh, weather's going to be great. Also, um, the women's softball team's playing. They're doing pretty good. They got a game at 1 o'clock against North Carolina, and the men's baseball team have a game also uh, at 2 o'clock against Wake Forest at home. South Bend is, or I guess Notre Dame, is going to be popping with the blue gold game and then, uh, you know, the yeah. act, they're going to have, uh, um, you know, the men play uh, Wake Forest, who I'm not sure if Wake Forest is very good. But then uh, the ladies who are you know, eight and one at home or whatever, uh, they're playing at uh, Melissa Cook. And um, if you don't get to either one of the if you don't go to the blue gold game, I guess show up and support the men's and women's uh, stickball teams. Right. And you can literally just show up because it is yeah, free of free. charge. Yeah. Uh, the baseball and softball games. I could I I kind of envision a, a decent crowd. Like it's a gonna be a gorgeous day. 
So the spring game is not going to take that long. And once that's done, I can, I can see, you know, quite a few people heading on over to in that general area to start filling up the stands uh, to keep enjoying a gorgeous day in South Bend. I, I mean, you should, you should, I, it's, it's going to be April and it's going to be in the mid to upper seventies. Um, go watch, go watch the men or women play some stickball. It's going to be awesome, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sure. All right. Well, I have absolutely nothing left in the tank. Um, I am just, uh, I am thrilled that we got this done in two and a half hours as opposed to six. Um, yeah, I'm actually really excited for all of our, our listeners. Um, you know, especially Greg who has two and a half hours to kill at his house and, and definitely yeah, at home would at home. this. Uh, definitely. You know, I, I never did mention the, uh, the USC kicker that's in the transfer portal. Showing up to Ohio State spring game and talking about how many more people were at the Ohio State spring game than he sees at games uh, inside the Coliseum. Um, but that's just, it's great to know. Uh, <laughs> Lincoln Riley remains to be one of the more unlikable people, I think. Uh, just for the simple fact that he can't cook a brisket and can't take a joke about him not being able to cook a brisket because he blocked the college football Reddit account on Twitter. Uh, I mean, come on, dude. Learn to cook. Uh, so, learn to barbecue. Uh, but at least he's got he's got different shoes right now. He's not wearing the same OU Jordans anymore. Oh no! Oh no! 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 He is still wearing the OU Jordans. I saw him on a recruiting visit uh, last week, and <laughs> he he's got some he brand new them. OU Jordans. He can't. He can't quit like, them. I can't quit you. As he like, you know, slowly embraces the OU Jordans from behind. There is just there is a like a cliche kid in high school, like in my days that I like it's not one person. It was just like a, there's several, but it's just like they had to have like they had to wear their Jordans like all the time. Like there would be nothing else on their feet. But and that's just it, he is, it is Lincoln Riley. That is definitely him. <laughs> Jesus. Did not know. Did not know they would grow up to be a USC head coach. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a hell of an advertisement. You can't quit that shoe, man. No, it's his favorite shoe. All right. Not like uh, USC's a Nike school either, so can't, he couldn't possibly get it elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is it for us. Uh, heading up to the spring game, I hope uh, you were listening to us on your way up there, or at least before. Uh, have a great time. Really soak it up. This is the last last football you'll get uh, for quite some time. And, you know, regardless of the uh, of the banana peel and Tyler Buckner and just the the constant fit, you know, fight that you have with stairs, um, you know, it, you still get to go out and, uh, and watch the boys play some ball and, see you know, see what's happening. Go out, be a part of a record breaking crowd. I don't know if it's still possible, but if you go on to on do one foot down right now, um, scroll down a little ways. There's a way to get cheaper Notre Dame football tickets. Um, the Notre Dame, the guy that worked, no shit, Seamus Mc, Seamus McNally, which I swear to God was a bit I used to do about a Notre Dame fan um, about a decade ago. This is his real name, Seamus McNally, straight out of Central Casting. 
I got his phone number and his email there. If you haven't purchased tickets, you can do so through him. Uh, he is he works at the ticket office there at Notre Dame. That way you don't have to pay any taxes or any uh, transaction fees. Um, it's just straight up. They're looking to get a record-breaking crowd there, um, and they're being blessed with great weather. They got a new coach. Should be a great weekend. Do you know uh, what the record is for a Blue Girl game? You're going to tell me. I am going to tell you. 51,852 came to the 2007 Blue Gold game. Damn, oh, it was no. a huge crowd, man. It was great. It was great. I don't think they're going to break 51,000. If no. Buckner was playing, do you think they would have? I don't know, man. I mean, people have, people have known for since like midweek last week, like like the on Monday, Thursday, people knew that good weather was coming for the weekend. So you get that kind of heads up for a spring game. You got a chance. Um, new coach, new vibe. 51,000 is a lot though, man. I, I just, Jimmy Clausen was a, was a selling point that day. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. You're yeah. I don't know. Damn. That's all. Is it, was it really 51,000? Damn. It that's was. a lot. It was. Shit. I mean, I was there. I was absolutely hammered, but, um, <laughs> I think, I'm sure you can figure out who the MVPs of the game were too. Well, yeah, that was the junior jabby game. Yeah. <laughs> you said the name. You did it. And you broke your own rule. Somebody, somebody. But 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 I specifically <laughs> stated that game as with fact that, that he won the MVP that day. And somebody was defensive MVP because he picked off uh, Demetrius Jones. Do you remember that? Harrison Smith. David Bruton. David Bruton. What's that? David, David Bruton. 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 That's, Bruton. That's right. That's right. Bruton. Hashtag Ohio. Forever. Forever. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> We're done. Uh, get on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave that rating review. Be a part of the. Be a part of the squad. Uh, and as always, go Irish.